0: It's 801 on Wednesday, October 4th, 20 and 23. And OU still sucks. Yes, they do. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. It is Wednesday, October 4th, 20 and 23. We are three days away from the Red River shootout in Dallas. Number 3 Texas, Number 12 Oklahoma, a battle for first place in the Big 12, a matchup of unbeaten teams, the biggest game of the college football weekend, and one of the biggest games of the college football year. We will be continuing to preview that game throughout today's show and throughout all of the shows all week long right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. There is no better way to get ready for Dallas than with us at T-S-U. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How are you doing this morning, man? I am great, my friend. How about you?
1: I'm doing fantastic after a wonderful round at Horseshoe Bay Resort at Ramrock yesterday. Got myself kind of loose. Still shot a smooth 92, but that's all right. A 92 at Ramrock is a good thing for me. Anything less than 100 at Ramrock is a good thing. That place is filthy. Just filthy hard. And by the way, that the cool breeze didn't come in yesterday. Mm. It was still nasty out there, but I did all the right things with my Olipop and my waters and everything. So I felt fantastic. I, I wasn't tired at the end. I wasn't hydrated. Felt pretty good. It was nice to be up in the, in the beautiful hill country in uh, Horseshoe Bay. It was beautiful out there. You weren't hydrated or you weren't dehydrated? I here. wasn't dehydrated. I was hydrated enough. I felt pretty go. good as yeah. you were probably dehydrated from your wedding over the weekend up there in the building, beautiful hill country too.
0: I got all this, maybe. This is all water in here. I down two or three of these a day, and we're good because I love water. Water sucks, man. Water sucks. Dude, I love water so much. I'm drinking the shower every time I take a shower. I don't even believe the fish like water. (laughs) Why? What do you think they'd prefer? Some olipop down there? There you go. It's good. It's got all those great ingredients in it. Get them some Altstad beer?
1: (laughs) Why not? Get them some Big Hat. Let them have it. Let them get juiced
0: up. Why not? Come on, man. Eh, That'd that'd be a little exciting if we get the fish drunk. Oh, no doubt about it.
1: Hey, good morning to the soldiers at Fort Kavazas, Texas. The soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day. Come rain, shine, heat, cold. They are there for us, and we appreciate it each and every day. Be safe out there.
0: Yeah, and you said it, man. I played at uh, Slick Rock this past weekend when I was out in Horseshoe for that wedding, and that course kicked my ass, dude. I did not play well. You know, some people say if you take a couple of months off golf, it's actually better for your game. Forget your bad habits. Yeah. No, I forgot my good habits. I forgot <laughs> how to play out there. It was uh, it was fun. The course was beautiful. I just was not beautiful. I could not have played worse. So I got to get back into the into the golf a little bit so I can join you on the Ryder Cup team in a few. Thank years.
1: you very much. That's right. Ryder <laughs> Cup 26. You'll be ready because yes, I will. Indeed. I don't want to be exposed. OK, I want to be ready.
0: I agree. I'm with you. So we'll be talking plenty of Texas OU. Uh, The MLB postseason got going yesterday. How about those Texas Rangers picking up a game one win over the Tampa Bay Rays? They are one win away from moving on to the ALDS, which means they will. Congratulations,
1: losers.
0: (laughs) Which means they'll probably remain one win away from the ALDS. But uh, we'll see if they can get the job done against Tampa this afternoon. Uh, some other baseball we will get to, of course, as well. And uh, some college football, some NFL conversation. We are locked and loaded until 10 o'clock right here on Bucky and BK. And Devin with the comment, when are prizes coming? If you're talking about the 5K subscriber giveaway, uh, if you haven't tweeted at me or sent me an email, please do so. I don't hey, know if where's my anything. prizes? I don't even know if you won anything, that's, Devin.
1: Hey, Devin, that's the kind of attitude I like right there.
0: Where's my shit? (laughs) Yeah. I assume you're asking because you did win, and I have the sheet of paper with the winners in the other room, so I will confirm that. But if you haven't emailed me or DM'd me your information, I can't get you those prizes. So I think I've reached out to everybody who has reached out to me, uh, but make sure that, uh, yeah, if you were one of those winners from our 5K giveaway, uh, you contact me so I can get you your prize. Otherwise, there's no way I can find you to – give you what you won
1: i love just beggars devin i may even find something you just for the hell of it even if you didn't win
0: yeah what do you I gonna, like that
1: a lot and
0: give him some of your nut cheese
1: <laughs> oh, i've got a whole refrigerator full of cheese my friend uh, Oh, what, my you goodness. save that in your fridge <laughs> oh i can't wait to get up to dallas this week this is one of the fun times of the year right here yes it and is traveling with the boys makes it even better Yes. And you know I will be at Lone Star Park come Thursday because I make my – that's right, because you know I can make money at the track. You've been there. You've seen it before. Oh, yeah. You got your horses picked out? You've been doing your research? No. You know I just get there and just put my finger up in the air and lick my finger and put it up in there, just get the feel for it. You know I know exactly the numbers to bet. You've seen it. It's amazing how I do that, VK.
0: It really is. Numbers guy. Numbers guy and Devin apparently does want some of your cheese. <laughs> I like, I like cheese.
2: Gross. Yeah,
1: cheese nuts. <laughs> oh, I'm just full of my I'm loving it today. Yeah, uh, so wide awake and ready to go. Man, I'm so excited for this game,
0: dude. I yeah. am too. So, how are you feeling about this game, man? We're three days out. We'll hear some more from Steve Sarkeesian. Of course, he met with the media on Monday. We played some of that yesterday, but we've got. A few more cuts that we didn't get to. But three days out, you know, Texas, now a six-point favorite. How are you feeling about the Longhorns' chances to remain unbeaten? I feel the Horns winning by 10. Okay. 10-point win in a a
1: dogfight. You know, I I think Texas will get off to a fast start. I think they'll have a lull. You know, we'll get back to some of that fourth-quarter stuff with them. They'll want to run the football, but I don't know how patient they'll be. I, I don't know if Texas will take the two- or three-yard runs that they're going to get maybe against this defense uh, in the fourth quarter and start throwing it around. And I think in the fourth quarter when you start throwing it, bad things will happen, and the game will be closer than it has to be. But I think Texas will win.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on Texas this week for sure. And there is one thing that will determine my final score prediction for this game on Saturday, and that's the health of Jatavion Sanders. Yes, if JT Sanders plays for the Longhorns on Saturday, I think Texas wins by two touchdowns. If JT Sanders can't go or clearly looks limited, if he is going, then I think Texas wins by a touchdown. So I'm going to pick the Longhorns to win this game. And I guess either of my predictions involve the Longhorns covering the now six and a half point line. I beg your pardon. I just pulled it up. Uh, The line has increased in Texas's favor since last night. So it was six when I went to bed. It's now up to six and a half. So the money is coming in on Texas. And it really has been throughout the week because it started at five and now we're up to six and a half. So I, I as of now, I think Texas is going to win and cover. But that's how important I think JT Sanders is, man. Like that yeah. guy is a matchup nightmare. And, and Oklahoma helped most teams in the country. But Oklahoma, I don't think, has anybody who can really hang with J.T. Sanders one-on-one. And it just feels like in bigger games, Stark does a better job of scheming J.T. Sanders open. Sure. You talked about it a lot, the Wyoming game. He didn't have a freaking catch. Well, he comes back the next week, goes for 100-plus against Baylor. Obviously, he had a huge game against against Tuscaloosa, in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. It feels like that guy is a big-game player. So if he's out there, I think he makes up a full touchdown for Texas. But if not, I think it's going to be a little bit tough for sledding for the Longhorns offensively. And I think the game is a little bit closer because of that.
1: Yeah. And I and I like for I'd like for Oklahoma to be very, very stubborn in their run game because everybody wants to try to run against Texas and they have some success early in football games until they start to rope them in a little bit and tighten that tighten that rope up a little bit around them. So I'm I, I'm thinking Oklahoma BK is not going to be stubborn to try to run the football. I think they're going to use Dylan Gabriel as their primary runner. He's going to drop back when things aren't there. He's going to take off and run and somebody's going to upset his apple cart this weekend. I'm hoping that happens. I hope he doesn't get hurt, but I hope he, I hope he hurts. I hope he doesn't get hurt, but I hope he hurts when he takes off and runs and he starts talking, smacking guys' faces. But I think he's going to be their primary ball carrier. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're, they're going to say, well, you know what? We can run against this Texas defense. They don't have that type of running back, you know, it's. It, I mean, last year they even they had a running back. This year, I mean, they don't really have a runner. He's their runner. He really is. He's their guy when things break down, he'll take off, take off with the football. So, But I don't think they're going to spend a lot of time saying, we can run against Texas like everybody else in the Big 12 will test them. Because they've had success. Teams have had success running the ball against Texas in the first couple series. They just had. They get mm-hmm. big plays off. but And, and then they kind of stick with it. But Texas brings, brings them in. But this Oklahoma team, I don't think they're waiting around to find that out. If
0: yeah, they can I- do it. I think the uh, the stat I saw earlier this week is that on the first three drives of the game, opponents are rushing for about 4.6 yards a carry against this Texas defense. Yeah, And then on every other drive of the game, that number goes all the way down to like 2.5 right. yards per carry. So I don't know if that's PK. I don't know if that's just the depth that Texas has on its defensive line. I don't know what accounts for that. It's probably a combination of those two things. But, yeah, as games have worn on, Texas has been able to win the battle up front, and they've been able to stymie opposing rushing attacks. That's you look at Oklahoma's numbers, Buck, and they are impressive. I mean, we're talking about the number two scoring offense in college football. We're talking about the number six total offense in college football. Uh, Oklahoma averages almost seven yards per play. Oklahoma, of course, is five and zero this year. They've got the best scoring margin in the country. They're beating teams by an average of thirty six point six points per game like second place in that stat isn't even close there's a lot of numbers on offense and on defense by the way and we can get to defense here in a little bit that are just really really impressive like eye-poppingly impressive for Oklahoma this year I know their schedule is what it is but like regardless of schedule they're doing some things that are pretty good this season one one thing they're not doing well is what you talked about Buck they're not running the football in the traditional run game effectively like right. They're top 10 in so many statistical categories on offense. They're 75th in college football in yards per carry. They're only averaging four yards per carry, even. And Texas has one of the best running defenses in college football. So Oklahoma's going to try. Of course, they're going to try to run the football. But like on paper, that is serious advantage, Texas. And if you can make – I don't care how good Dylan Gabriel is, and he's good, and he's playing really well. But if you can make any offense one-dimensional, you've got a really, really good shot to beat them. So if OU continues to struggle to run and Texas's defense continues to succeed against the run, then, yeah, Texas has a really, really good shot to keep this high-powered OU offense in check.
1: You know, well, they have to stymie them early, BK. They have I mean, those first couple of series when teams have gotten off on Texas in the run game, they have to stop that early. You don't want to give any kind of momentum in the Cotton Bowl. You don't want to make them think that they're going to do this all day long to you. I know it doesn't generally happen. As Texas, as I said, starts to rope them in probably around that third or fourth series. But those first two or three series are just kind of frightening to me for the Texas Longhorns because, as I've said before, it doesn't matter whether it's the Big 12 or, 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 or non you know, teams. Everybody says, let's run against them. Let's see what they're really made of. And te- teams have had success in those early couple series. This one, you can't even let them even think they can have that kind of success. Even Dale, even even Dylan Gabriel as a runner, you have to stop that. Let's, let's stop that. Let's not wait till the third and fourth series to start honing in on them. Don't give them anything early. Don't give them any, any kind of momentum. And this game primarily, it's been the team that rushes for the most yards will win this football game. And Texas, no doubt has one of the finest runners in the nation and one of the best run games in the nation right now. And this run game is hot. So I'd like to stick it right up. You know, where for them early too. make them pay You know, if they can't stop the run early, get after them, you know, stick it right up where in the giggy, right in the giggy. What is the giggy in the old giggy? Stick them in the giggy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right where the sun don't shine, run that ball and just keep on going.
0: You want to stick your
1: giggy in where now? Oh, no, no. Just some coach speak again. It's early morning coach speak. Don't try to break it down. Hey, listen, don't try to break it down yourself. Just go with it, okay? Well, I'm a
0: layman. I'm not a coach, and most of our viewers and listeners are also not coaches, so we need to know what you're talking about. They they
1: understand it. You just
0: take it to a different space. I don't think they do understand it. Ain't nobody ever – a giggy. I know plenty of coaches, man. I've never heard any of them say, stick it up a giggy (laughs) or stick your giggy up someone.
1: No, and I don't mean gig them. I mean stick it right in a giggy. Just turn them around and just run that ball right through them. How about this? Like shit through a goose. Is that okay?
0: You're sticking your giggy in
1: a goose? <laughs> Are you sure God. you're not talking about A&M now? No, I'm not. That huh. would be sheep. No, I'm not <laughs> talking about sheep. No, not a goose,
0: not a sheep. Uh, shout out to CB512 with another $2 super chat. Let us get to Dallas. Thank you very much, CB. You need to hear
1: the word giggy for $2. I guess he so. goes two bills.
0: <laughs> that's how it works.
1: Then keep saying Giggy, man. Well, so you on. want Texas to run the ball early, BK. We really, Wait. I like to see this run game get going and just stay throughout four quarters. Not have a quarter where you really start to wear them down in the fourth. Forget about it. Where they're down in the first. Yeah, if the run game is going. That's not a good. That's not a good defense against the run. They haven't had a runner, and they haven't seen a runner like Texas has right now either. And I think it's going to be that. I think we're going to see a little bit of the two-headed monster, too. I, I think the young guy is going to have a, his first uh, Texas OU game. I think he's going to have a pretty fine game, too. CJ yeah. Baxter, so.
0: Yeah, Baxter will get some run. Uh, of course, it's been a good one-two punch that Texas has had this year, but this is now the Jonathan Brooks show. And yeah, he's, been the best, he's been the best player on this offense over the past few weeks. So, yeah, feed him the rock. I mean, you did that against Baylor in the first half of that game, and that was your best first-half offensive performance, uh, obviously – He's got that home run ability, too. I think it's three straight games where he's had a run of at least 50 yards, so you'd like to see him break one of those off against the Sooners on Saturday.
1: It'd be yeah. interesting. It'll be interesting to break that down, how many long runs of over 30 yards he's had since, he, since he's really come on. I mean, even in mop-up duty, even going back to last year in the bowl mm-hmm. game, that this kid has had a, a, a rushing – not I mean, maybe not a touchdown, but at least a, a long run, 30 or more. Yeah, I think, that, I think he's got quite a streak going on right now.
0: I think so too. I think so too. And to the uh, the point you made a couple of moments ago, of the last 20 matchups between Texas and Oklahoma, the team that wins the rushing battle has won 18 of those 20 games. Got to win that. Got to have that. On paper, that's advantage Texas, right? Because, yes, absolutely. Take advantage of it. Yeah, Brooks is third in the country in rushing yards right now. And this Texas rushing offense has clearly come into its own in recent weeks. And I mentioned it like that's the one sort of. Statistical problem for Oklahoma right now because everything else on paper looks really good for them. Uh, they are 75th in the country in rushing yards per attempt at just 4.0 yards a clip. So uh, would you like? Yeah. To,
1: would you like to see that game bore you to death with 275 yards of rushing
0: yards against them? I don't care. Just win, dude. Okay. What does Al Davis say? Just win, baby. Like that's, that's it. That's literally it. Now, uh, I'm not calling up my cousin to bet on this game so I don't really care Never. if Texas even covers the line I'm sure a lot Never. of people out there do but I'll just just win win by one I'd prefer to win by 49 like you did last year
1: I don't yes, think for that's
0: sure. gonna happen I just think Oklahoma is that much better and I know Texas is better I think we all agree Texas is better than last year but Oklahoma is clearly a different team than what we saw last season but yeah just uh, I'll, I'll take a win man however you get it if it's if it's 10 to 7 if it's Fifty-two to forty-nine, whatever it is, man, just just yes. walk out of the Cotton Bowl with the W, and uh, everything's going to be all right. Well,
1: there are some things that can prevent you from winning. Is you can't lose the turnover battle either. That the turnover battle is the emotional battle in this football game. All the turnovers, all the mistakes, all the penalties, that unforced errors are the ones that that really turn the tide in this football game. And boy, oh boy, you can't have it. And Texas can't afford to have it early. They really can't. It's just got to be. It's got to be a clean game. I mean, you're the number three team in the nation. You've been playing clean.
0: I forgot to tell you this, Buck. Well, I don't think I found out about this until after our show yesterday, but there are reports about who the officials are going to be.
1: Don't tell me it's your guy. Uh No, it is going to be a Big 12 crew. We know that, right?
0: It's a Big 12 crew. And and it's it's,
1: those people.
0: Well, yeah, he is Asian. I don't know if you don't know
1: (laughs) that. No, those people are the officials all together. Uh, they're, they can be all different colors. It doesn't, they can mix them up in a bowl and throw them out like the UN if they want. <laughs> those, are people to, are the big, those people, to me, are the Big 12 officiating
0: crew. What, are we going to Costco later today? <laughs> yeah, the report, and this is from an Oklahoma guy. I don't think this has been confirmed yet. If it has, let me know. But the report is that this will be Kevin Mar's crew on the game this weekend if you're like well who's Kevin Maher well you think of the Texas Wyoming game this year that was a Kevin Marr officiated game and that was the one game this season where Texas fans were like what what were these calls what was going on there um you've brought this up a lot Buck yeah. Oklahoma Cincinnati remember that yes. game yeah questionable officiating and it just felt like the refs we're trying to keep Cincinnati in that one, and they were trying to screw Oklahoma. And we're they obviously did. Texas fans saying that that was the crew that had that game as well. So, oh yeah, buckle up, Buttercup. That's what we might be getting this Saturday in Dallas.
1: There will be they're going to try to mess this game up. That crew will try to mess this game up between the two teams that are leaving. They won't let it be pretty. I'll tell you that right now. They won't let you'll see some long runs and you'll see some dropped hankies. They're just not going to let it be a really clean game no matter if it's clean or not they're dropping flags this weekend yeah try your best to get out to a lead because uh this group is gonna this group is gonna do everything they can they're just they're bad it's just a bad group I don't know if they intentionally do it or they're just bad officials
0: it's got to be the lowest rated crew in the big 12 sure I, I don't know who's doing official ratings these days but just the commissioner the commissioner, the commissioner the fact, is doing it. oh yeah well he, he he knows that crew sucks he's giving Texas NOU the worst crew of course he is like He's not going to the game. Uh, the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey will be there. We know how your mark feels about Texas and Oklahoma leaving. He's made those comments very public. So, yeah, he's going to try to find a way to screw these two teams at every opportunity, and obviously a way he can do that is to give them the worst officiating crew in the league when they play each other.
1: And what has gone on with Texas over the last couple of weeks, they don't have a bunch of holding calls in the run game. We'll see what that looks like on Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, the most penalties that both of these teams have had in a game this season, Texas against Wyoming and Oklahoma against Cincinnati, came in those games, officiated by Kevin Marr and his crew. So just word of advice, and I hate to do this, but – happen- It's happening. Oh, yeah, if Texas has a big play on Saturday – Go Santa Claus, scan the field and check it twice. Yeah. Make sure there's no <laughs> hanky on the ground somewhere. Because odds are, if there's a big play, probably by either team, then yes. there's going to be some laundry on the turf up there at the Cotton Bowl.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. And, so. I, and I think it's more of against Texas because it, the rest of them think that we drug Oklahoma along with us in this deal. It wasn't Oklahoma dragging us to the SEC, it was Texas dragging Oklahoma along. So we're, we're going we're gonna to feel the brunt of all these penalties. And there's still yet games to be played against other foes in this conference that I'm looking for more hankies, too. And this crew is just bad. I'm sorry. They're just not a good officiating crew. They're not. I mean,
0: yeah, it's going oh, to be that's, Sorry, that's VAR for soccer. That's the wrong sport. Uh, the, the previous play is under review for potential targeting. Oh. What's, what's the over-under on the uh, amount of times we hear that on Saturday? At least three.
1: Three on good hits, good hits to the chest area. Uh, let's think about this for targeting, okay? Oh, oh, he hit him right at the ankles with the helmet. Let's, let's
0: review this, guys. Shouldn't we <laughs> review this? Oh, man. Yeah, college football has been sped up a little bit by some of the rule changes, but I got a hunch Saturday is going to take like four, four and a half hours to get through. Am I going to have to listen to Dusty
1: DeVore Choke on Saturday, too?
0: <laughs> DeVore Choke?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know who's on the call Saturday. It's, be, it's a Fox deal, I believe.
0: I don't even know. It's not the Fox crew. Well, I think Colorado plays, so they've got to do that game. No, Again, ABC. Uh,
1: they're it's- not done yet. College, the Buffs aren't done being on TV. Get rid of them. <laughs>
0: they are no good. It's an ABC game on Saturday, We're so great. I don't know if it's a McDonough crew. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the Fowler-Herbie crew because they usually get the uh, the night game. Oh, no, everyone is saying Fowler and Herbie. Oh, that makes sense because game day is going to be there. So Herbie will just walk straight out from the game day booth before the game and then just walk up to the press box. So, cool, Fowler and Herbie, that's good. If you're uh, watching at home, you get the best, second best college football sure. broadcast crew out there so that'll be good no uh dusty devora choke no sooner on the call
1: no sooner on the call thank you thank you very much
0: no 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 all right hey we've got uh a couple of new logos on our screen today and if you take a look towards the top of your screen near the blue dog you see the text line number that's not new that's been there for a while i see that i know that emblem there But to the left, we've got ourselves a text line sponsor, and it's Circuit of the Americas. So we would like to officially introduce the Coda text line. It's 512 222 9328. The number's the same 512 222 9328, but we now have ourselves a sponsor, the Coda text line shout out to our friends at circuit of the americas for jumping on board with us as a partner and buck there are some big things coming to kota in a couple of weeks no doubt about that And thank you uh, to bobby epstein
1: out there and his crew f1 race october 20th through the 22nd formula one race uh featuring uh entertainment of the killers and queen we are the champions that's right queen is coming the killers are coming and NASCAR returns in 2024 to Circuit of the Americas. Boogity, 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 let's go racing. It returns in 2024. <laughs> Here we go.
0: Oh, man,
1: yes. I love it. Dude, you've been to an F1 race before? Of course, I've been to a few of them. I love them. I I yeah. love the excitement. I'm a big MotoGP guy out there.
0: Yeah, you I've know? never done the MotoGP. I've oh, done F1. Oh, or... it yeah.
1: it's the It is the biggest gathering of motorheads and i never knew that many folks from houston are motorheads they come from they get on those bikes and they come up you know they come up uh what is it Two ninety seventy one, and yep. the circuit of the americas is fantastic that weekend when MotoGP gp hits the town and they yeah. come from all over the world i mean it's very similar to formula one they come from everywhere to be a part of that
0: you talk about people watching there oh yeah There's no better place in the world to people watch than at Circuit of the Americas. Now, that's probably not the number one reason most people go, but that's the number one reason why I go every year. But, yeah, the race coming up in a couple of weeks. You can get tickets at sentexttickets.com. by the way. For sure. Shout out to them, another one of our great sponsors. But uh, thanks to uh, Circuit of the Americas for jumping on board and sponsoring the CODA text line. That is badass to have them. As a part of what we are doing at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And the funny thing, the first text this morning, Buck, this is before we started talking about the officials. A 512 number says, I hope we have a better officiating crew. I don't want to see Kevin Marr on Saturday. You will see his face three minutes before we told everybody that Kevin Marr is reportedly the official on Saturday.
1: Somebody needs to send a little letter to him, a little message from all of us. Stay home.
0: Yeah, you people. Since apparently, because he's Asian, you're calling no. him you people. No.
1: You people is that whole entire group of officials that join him. It's not just he's making he's making the announcements over the air with a big smile on his face, going "Got you again, there, Longhorns." <laughs> really, it's just all of the guys that are along the other striped seven or eight of them, or how many there are. They yeah. are awful. They're awful together. Yeah, that is are. a that's that's not a good group, but. Let's not let it happen to us. Let's get out to an early lead and let's run. I just know this. I haven't seen a lot of holding penalties. I'm going to see some penalties on holding this week. I'm telling you, you know?
0: man, anytime there's a big play, just be cautious. There's probably going to be a flag on the field somewhere. So, yeah, look, these two teams are good, man. Like this this game is a game that nobody wants marred, pun intended, by yeah. penalties. Like just let the players themselves decide the game. I'm not saying go no blood, no foul, and don't call anything, but don't don't go over the top on this deal, please. Yeah,
1: don't that's... make your don't make it so that we see you every two minutes on the on the set or yeah. you going underneath the hood looking for looking for something that's not really there. Cut us a break, please. Right. We want to see a nice game at eleven AM. Remember, it is eleven AM in the morning. It is. You know what? People will still be still have hung over from the night before, or some will still just be drinking straight through. Not I, maybe you, but not I. Well,
0: yeah, I will, but it won't matter if I'm doing it because I'm not (laughs) playing. But let me ask you this, Buck, because somebody asked Sark about the 11 uh, 11 o'clock game time on Saturday. And Sark said it was his favorite kickoff time. Now, this is the first 11 a.m. game that Texas has played this year. They've obviously played in a number of those games over the last few years. And my God, Oklahoma has played in more 11 a.m. games, I swear, than any team in college football over the last five seasons. But Sark said the 11 a.m. kickoff was his favorite. What about you, as a coach? Did you find it tough to get your guys ready to play for those morning games, or did you find those games better? What was your preferred? Well, there's no doubt about it for this? me because I was
1: already still straight away awake straight through the night, so it didn't matter to me. Friday nights were big for me. So, what about your players?
2: Not oh, you, oh, extra those on. guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, those guys, those guys, it's, it's, it's tough, but you got their full attention because they know come 6 o'clock, if they're going to stay up, you know, talking to their roommate, talking about the game, playing with the TV, doing their, uh, those video games till so 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, they needed to get their rest. But they were more focused on that game because they knew at 6 o'clock, you know, it was going to be time to wake up. They were going to get those wake-up calls. They had to start their meetings at 7. Then they go over to the, you know, start heading over to the stadium. For the pregame warmups and everything, getting taped and everything. So you had their focus. Those games at night when you sat around the hotel and watched football, yeah, that's nice for the coaches, but for the players, they want to get going. They really, really yeah. do. You want to get them out of bed. I, know, I didn't really particularly like games that were at 6 30, 7 o'clock, you know, like nationally televised games, because all you got to do is you, all, players would sit around and watch the other games all day. Then you'd have these weird meetings at like three in the middle of the afternoon, you know? And guys are wanting to wa- still wanting to watch other games that were on. You had to meet with them to go prepare for your game. You know, but they've been, they've been lounging around. They don't get up and thus the Bucky walk. So what do you think a 6, a six o'clock wake-up call was? And what time was I out with the running backs walking around the parking lot? 5.15. Hey, oh. boys, everybody else is getting up at 6. Guess what time we're getting up? 5.15. I'll see you downstairs. Have your little shorts on. We'll just go for a walk, talk about the game before you start eating your pregame meal and stuff. Yeah, I, I like to get
0: their attention early. It's good to have those early games. No. You know, 230 games are the best. No wonder you lost so many games as a coach. You didn't let your players sleep the night before. Waking up at 5 o'clock to go on a walk at 5.15? Come on, yeah. man.
1: And I was also the guy, the bed check guy. So when I would come strolling back in, I would hear the hear guys, the music and the stuff blaring at 30 in the morning. Oh, it wasn't quite 1.30 when I came in. It was a little bit later, but <laughs> dudes would still be up. I mean, some guys just can't sleep, you know, even though they need their rest. There are dudes that can't sleep. So they, their roommates, you know, they generally bunk with a guy. Yeah. And their roommate is like, dude, I could have been in bed three hours ago sleep, but you want to keep talking to me and playing, you know, games on the TV. And they stay up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And that's, that's horrible. They, some guys get a really terrible night's sleep the night before because they just can't sleep. They're yeah. just so jittery about the football game. And you can see it in them uh, during, during the game, how tired they, they look. So it's important. That game is really, really important because you have family that come over to the hotel on Friday nights, you know. They want to know about tickets. They want to know about this. Where are we going to meet after the game? We're going to Aunt Sophie's house up in the Metroplex somewhere after the game because a lot of guys get the chance to stay over. They're, there's no game next week. So the coach will make a decision on, do we let the guys in this Dallas-Fort Worth area stay? they have to come back on the bus? That's that's a bunch of the questioning will go on that drives coaches nuts. Hey, coach, can I stay for the weekend? You know, my parents are here out. They're going to get me back on Sunday instead of coming back with the team on Saturday. I'll be back or Monday morning because there's no game next week. Yeah. So coaches have to put up with all that kind of crap. Guys answer, asking questions. Forget the game. It's all the stuff that surrounds it. It's meeting the parents are sitting in the hotel lobbies. You want to be courteous to them. But you as a coach, your mind is somewhere else. And you'd hope the players' minds are somewhere else. Well, no, but mom and dad got the girlfriend there. They're all sitting around the lobby, and you're going, shit. Are they really (laughs) ready to play? I mean, what's the most important thing? But that's a part of college football. It's a part of football.
0: Sure. The real reason why those kids are staying up late the night before games is that Skinamax ain't going to watch itself, all right? (laughs) Someone's got to be watching that in the hotel Come uh, on now. Get to the hotel room and just put it on 24 hours, skin a match. You know the deal. Hey, shout out to Grant for the $5 super chat. $5 chat. Thank you, brother. Much appreciated. And yes, I did post about the Patreon. We have started a Patreon. I'll tweet that link out a little bit later today, Grant, and I'll do a better job of continuously posting that. But uh, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon page, then you're going to be entered into additional giveaways that other people won't have a chance to enter into. We'll also have bonus content for you as well, stuff that won't make it on the YouTubes or the Spotifys or the Apples. Boy, I sound old. Putting an S at the end of all of those things. But, uh, yeah, check out our Patreon page as well. I will post another link a little bit later today. But uh, thank you very much, Grant, for your support of Texas Sports Unfiltered.
1: Yeah, BK, you really have to be careful of, of, of this game. This game is so emotional for guys. You know, it's this is one of those games where coaches want to know, are you really paying attention? Even the bus ride up to Dallas, coaches are going to – if guys are playing grab ass and doing the things that young players do, they, you know, they, they enjoy the bus ride. It's, you know, we've all been on the little bus rides, whether it's the, the yellow bus, the little yellow bus, the big yellow bus, going to high school games, doing the, going to sporting events during – The guys love the chatter on those buses. I mean, that two-and-a-half-hour ride is just filled with a bunch of nonsense. So coaches want to know, are you serious? What are you talking about? Well, Coach, I'm talking about my girlfriend, and that's what we're having a discussion. Well, shouldn't you be talking about play number 12 on the list? Well, hell no, Coach. The game is tomorrow. They want you thinking about football now 24-7. After tomorrow, after Thursday, it's all about the game. It can't be about your family. It can't be about anything Coaches don't want it. I mean, the little bus ride up there will make them all tensed up. So far, it seems like this coaching staff has it all together. This group has been on the road. They've taken a bus to Waco. They've flown to Tuscaloosa. They got it. They got got the system down. You already know who the goofballs on your team are and the traveling party. You know the guy who's going to be talking the most. You know which player it's going to be. You know who's going to be the loudest on the bus. So you've got those things out of the way. So that stuff shouldn't be a part of it. But once again, in this particular game, there's a lot of kids from that area. That play on this football team and their sure. parents want to see them they're going to come to the hotel room up to the hotel not to the rooms they'll be in the lobby and when the guys are done with meetings they go down and sit around in the lobbies and coaches come by and they're looking and they're wondering you think they're talking football with mom well hell no they're talking about what's for dinner because i'm coming back with you after the game yeah. Not worried worry about the game so it, it just it'll wire coaches out so you got to be able to handle that and once again sark has done that he's, he's had a couple road trips
0: yeah, well, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian because he was asked about the hype surrounding this game, and there was a lot of hype surrounding the Alabama game, obviously, and Texas yeah. took care of business in Tuscaloosa. Well, how do you handle the hype of this game with everything that goes into Texas OU?
3: Yeah, to your point, I mean, obviously the Alabama week with the, you know, the potential distractions that come with a week like this, and I, th- I think – you know, one thing we keep preaching to our players is starve your distractions, feed your focus, right? And if we, we focus on the task at hand uh, and that's one day at a time, focus on today and what are we trying to do today, be present today, be present on purpose. Um, that that's the formula for us to be successful for other teams that may be different but the team that we have that's our formula for success and so uh, how do I gauge that do I feel like they're present today right do I really feel like they're dialed into what we're doing today Uh, and then we'll take care of tomorrow tomorrow but for us to be successful Saturday we need to be really good today on Monday and then tomorrow we need to be good again tomorrow one day at a time in our system and our approach is the best way of going about it. We were able to do that in preparation for the Alabama game uh, and I think that that's going to be of the utmost importance this week as well With all the stuff going on around this game we need to be really present with what we're doing.
1: Yeah I mean he's he's just telling you how distract how the distractions can really come into play and especially in this game in, in your you know in your home state, with family and friends that are going to be all around you. They'll be talking everything but football. You know, they'll want to know everything but football. And you've got to keep your focus on the task at hand. And that's a daily task. That's not just, you know, from this point on, let's think about Saturday. No, what do you got to do on Wednesday? This is a big day for the Texas Longhorn football team. This is a big practice day. Wednesday that is that kind of last of the hitting days. And so you you got to have some physicality on Wednesday so that you can start to really focus in mentally on Thursdays and Friday of what you want to do. So. You don't want to be talking about tickets, and you know, you know, talking to your buddy next to you in a in a in a meeting with your running backs or wide receivers. Hey, I need two tickets. You got two tickets. You got two. You I need one more. You know, I got a cousin that's coming. They don't want that. They don't want it. that's not what they want to hear. But that's that's a part of your life. That's a part of your football life. And you as a player, there are certain things that you have to take care of, and it's hard for a young person to focus in on just the football part of it when the distractions from adults come from all over the place, you know?
0: Sure. Absolutely. And you brought up physicality. Here's one more from Steve Sarkeesian who was talking about the importance of physicality in the Red River shootout. Well,
3: I think, you know, for us, that's kind of a that's kind of a prerequisite. If we're going to play good football uh, in any game, we have to play physical. You know, we're, we're not a – Don't block defensive ends and read defensive ends and try to create space that way. We're kind of a double team driven power running team. Um, We throw a lot of balls on the perimeter and we have to block on the perimeter. They're kind of similar. All the perimeter things that they do, uh, their receivers block. And so we've got to do a great job on defense of getting off those blocks. At the line of scrimmage, uh, there's a lot of gap scheme things of our ability to get off blocks. So I think there's a level of physicality to both teams and their style of play. You put the two together in this environment, obviously that, that ramps those things up. So, uh, yeah, I do, I do think it's going to be of, of importance Saturday.
1: Yeah, see, this team has not seen physicality like they're going to see on Saturday. They've not seen it this far. Now, they've seen it out of the secondary of Cincinnati, I believe. I thought a secondary at Cincinnati is pretty doggone good. So Oklahoma got a little taste of guys that could be physical. But to this level, this may be the only ones – Cincinnati and 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 the Longhorns so far will be the only two physical teams that they've really played. Other than that, they haven't played anybody. No. And I'm no. just talking about I'm, not, I'm just talking about Cincinnati's secondary. I'm not even talking about you know their 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 front seven.
0: Yeah, I mean Cincinnati's defense did some good things against Oklahoma in that game. They held Oklahoma to just 20 points. You know, the Sooners struggled to run the football in that game. Right. They also missed out on some opportunities and there were also some questionable calls that probably definitely took some points off the board for them, but uh, yeah, look, uh, there's there's no way around it. And every Oklahoma fan will tell you this, right? Like Oklahoma fans, they don't like promoting Texas, but it's clear and obvious that Texas is far and away the best team that Oklahoma has played this year. Sure. Offensively, defensively, in terms of physicality, in terms of talent, in terms of depth, in terms of everything. Like Texas is better at everything than any team that Oklahoma has played against this year. Yeah, so, and,
1: and the kids from Oklahoma also understand – that they were getting screwed at that Cincinnati game. They they know that. The coaches know it. People in the stands, except for it was in Cincinnati, knew that that game was – it was one-sided, but that officiating crew was trying to make it the best they could to give Cincinnati a chance, you know, having their – that was their first game in Big 12 play. And they weren't going to let Oklahoma just run right through them because Oklahoma should have won that game, I mean, just flat out just destroyed that team. And they were until some of the phantom calls started to happen and they started to, you know – And I know the players and the coaches had to think, wait a minute, all of a sudden all these penalties are getting called on us. Well, you are leaving the conference and it is Cincinnati's first game in the big 12. They don't want them to get hammered
0: by you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then look, I think, I think Oklahoma does something better than Alabama does. I mean, Oklahoma's offense is better than Alabama's. Dylan Gabriel's a better quarterback than Jalen Milroe But uh, Texas has seen a team as physical as Oklahoma. I'd argue yes. they've seen a team more physical than Oklahoma because when you think of Nick Saban and Alabama, you think physicality. And I know this might not be the best Alabama team that Nick Saban's ever had. Forget might not. This isn't the best Alabama team Nick Saban has ever had. That defense is still really doggone good. Yeah, and when like, I think have... of Oklahoma,
1: I think of Wyoming. That's what I think of. You think of why Wyoming's defense a little oh, bit? Oh, okay. With the veteran players it. that they had, the physicality that they played with, but can yep. they? How long, how long can they take it? They can't take it against the run game for sure. They can't take four quarters of the run game and running it up the giggy again. they they, they can't. They can't. They can't take four quarters of it if you're consistent with it and you want to do that. But if you want to throw it all around the place and have balls ricocheting off a guy's hands and you're not really on the mark in your passing game and you start giving them three and outs, that becomes a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tanner, good buddy of mine, an Oklahoma fan. He knows OU football better than just about anybody. Uh, This is true. I mean, the lack of consistent running game. Like if Texas is able to slow down OU's rushing attack and force them into some third and longs, then that's advantage Texas. Now, Oklahoma's wide receiver room has been good, right? Like a lot of Oklahoma people I talked to in the offseason were like, I I have no idea who our wide receivers are going to be and who's going to step up and actually make a difference for us on the outside. But they've got some guys. Nick Anderson is one of them. That guy's averaging 20-something yards at catch. Like you just can't guard that dude. Uh, Jaleel Farouk is a solid player as well. Not the most athletic guy, but a pretty crisp route runner. And then, oh, uh, they, yeah, Ant- they're
1: better than what you saw against Kansas for sure.
0: Yeah. And then Andrell Anthony, the Michigan transfer. Like you're, you're watching that dude play, and it's like, what? Why did Michigan not let that guy play? Like that yes. guy, that guy clearly has some juice. Now Michigan's fine; they're number two in the country. Sleeper and your sleeper, your sleeper team. Yeah, but no Oklahoma. Like I think OU fans thought their running game was going to be better than it is, and they probably thought their passing game was going to be a little bit worse than it is, mainly because of the wide receivers. Sure, and it's kind of been the opposite, but it's it's clearly worked to this point because they've got the number two scoring offense in college football.
1: Yeah, they generally find a runner that's really really good. I mean, I don't care if he's from Norman, you know, Norman right there, Norman High School, you know what I'm saying, or Waco High School, whatever they get him, They're generally – they will find a runner. I don't think they found that that guy, the guy right now. They really yeah. haven't. The guy is that quarterback. That's who the guy is.
0: Yeah. Now, Dylan Gabriel's numbers this year are impressive, and that's, that's going to be a fun matchup, the quarterbacks this week. And, look, this is Dylan Gabriel's first Texas OU. Uh, of course, he was on the team last year but couldn't play – Quinn Ewers in his first Texas OU couldn't have played much better. 21 of 31, 289, four touchdowns, just one interception. Uh, He's a big game player. Like that's another confident about Texas. Like Quinn Ewers, he's become more consistent, right? He's put together, you know, back-to-back solid performances. And I don't want to say the Baylor or Kansas games weren't big games, but not as big as some of the, other games that he's played in in the past but yeah big game player you think of what he did against Bama in the first quarter last year you obviously think of the Oklahoma game last year you think of what he did against Bama this year and he gets uh, off to good starts
1: in big games like
0: this yeah that's another reason I'm confident like Quinn Quinn seemingly is built for these types of moments and I I feel like he's beaming with confidence because of what happened last year in this game but also because of what's going on this season and namely the last couple of weeks where it feels like he's figured some things out.
1: And now, once again, now Oklahoma has to play the fact that they only, not only have a runner at quarterback, but Texas also has a runner at quarterback too. If you turn your back to him, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, when there's third and six, third and eight, that he doesn't take off and get you a first down. Well, hell, he's averaging about, what, 28 yards of carry. So you got to be careful uh, of this guy. Now that's in the minds of the, the, that defensive staff. I know they didn't want that to be in their minds. They didn't want that as a part of their game plan is, hey, listen, you turn your back, hey, linebackers, you're going to have to eyeball Quinn yours. I mean, they, they had to be going, we're never going to have to worry about that. Now all of a sudden that's a part of what that defensive staff has to look at.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's uh, give some love. Oh, real quick text on the CODA text line. Someone tell Kevin Marr and his band of dipshits that they could be <laughs> auditioning for spots as SEC officials this weekend. Probably Um, not.
1: They'll stay right here in this conference where they belong.
0: Dude, that that group is going to get relegated to the American or something. Yes. They got no shot to be promoted to the SEC. If those guys are moving, they're they're moving down.
1: No, they're getting some great high school games after this maybe, but they're not (laughs) moving up for sure. Let's say hello to our travel partners, BK, Austin Duck Adventures. You know, that narrated tour of Austin by land and by lake, not sea, land and lake. Austin Visitor Centers, they leave there each and every day. They have daily tours. Go to AustinDucks.com, ride, slash quack, quack, quack. group rates. Of course, they've got private charters available for you each and every day. Austin Duck Adventures, Comanche Concrete, Mike Terry and the gang over there. They're the tops in Central Texas. They are the leaders for sure. Now, if you're thinking about uh, putting in a new foundation or flat work or driveways or sidewalks, the whole works, they've done over 22,000 foundation slabs that they've installed and they're working from New Braunfels all the way to Marble Falls. And of course, from Austin, to Bastrop, give them a call today for a free quote at 512-297-2440. Call them today for a free quote for sure. And of course, Hayes city store, you were down there yesterday. I know you had a burger, mm. uh, Travis Tindall and Tamara down there. We want to thank them become they've become travel partners with us and folks, you can become a travel partner with us. Now we'd love for you to be, Right there looking at us right here with all stat and audiovisual and beak and covert and beaces. But if you want to become a travel partner for all the big events that we're going to, you'll get a whole week or so full of love and the day of the ball game, too. We we appreciate these travel partners and we'd appreciate you becoming a part of that also.
0: How the Hayes City store. was that burger? It had been too long since I had one. Oh. they still mm. slap, man. The bacon jam burger with those little fried onion strings on there. Oh man. I could eat one of those every day. Now, I'd probably die in like two years if I did eat one every day because there's no way that's good for me. But taste wise, next level, man. Well, that's, you know
1: what? It didn't bother uh, me yesterday before I went and played a little golf. I did have a, speaking of slabs, a slab of pizza from 7 Eleven. Yes. I <laughs> uh, yes. never had a from... slab
0: of pizza, but <laughs> yes. you know, it was delicious. It was,
1: I just had a little pepperoni and cheese just to wake me up before I played golf to shoot that 92.
0: <laughs> Boy, yeah, he ate a heavy meal before a round of golf to nice. wake you up. That Thank you, Ashish. Love 7 yep. Eleven. Love 7 Eleven. Absolutely. Shout out to them for being a great partner with us here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And also shout out to our friends at Top Gun Lawn and Equipment Rentals if you have something you need to get done. Maybe next week, next week next is the week. open week. Yes, you got some uh, yeah, some honeydew stuff that you got to take care of at home. You've got some yard work that's uh, you've just been putting off for a while. Well, the good news is our friends at Top Gun have all of the tools that you need to get any job done. They have an
1: preparation. Extensive- preparation. There's no lack of there's no reason to have lack of preparation in that top gun, you can be prepared to get that winter garden going. I am starting mine next week on the off week. It's happening. I'm going out there. I've got a 15 by 15 plot ready to go. I'm putting in the soil. I'm going to start getting everything I need. But if you need a tiller, you know, you're not going to have a mule and a, and, 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 and the harness like I'm going to do because you people aren't, you people aren't built like I am. And I'm not talking about my people back in the day. I'm talking about you people now. You can't put that harness on in that mule and get that 15 feet of dirt tilled over. But I can. I bet you Top Gun even has one of those there, too. They've got everything I'm a mule. You. you think they, they got, got a mule?
0: mule? <laughs> wow. you, you, you can rent a mule over there at Top Gun. Oh, nice. Yeah. They are Austin's number one source for all of your equipment rentals, sales, and supplies. They've been around since 1996, too. Uh, two Austin area locations, one in Anderson Square up north, and then the one the buck goes to down south on South 1st Street. Check them out online. See all of the tools that they have at TopGun.net. TopGun, we will shoot you straight. All right, couple of uh, YouTube comments to get to. Jake asks, where's the Friday show going to be? It's going to be at Harwood Tavern in downtown Dallas. Come join us from 2 to 5, the Red River Roundtable. Bucky will be there. Trey will be there. Chip Brown will be there. Mike Hards will be there. BK will be there. That's nice. Me. We might have the fire, the cannon, ladies there as nice. well. Like we were gonna have a full squad. This place is right in the heart of downtown Dallas, uh, right by Harwood Park too, which they just renovated. Apparently, it's beautiful there now, and the weather's supposed to be great too this weekend. So you've got you know an outdoor space you can hang out, and then you could come inside with us. They've got great food. They've got great drinks, and of course, we'll be having some great. Texas football conversation, hoping to get some TSU koozies too to try to give to uh to the people this weekend. But bring yeah, a I, homeless
1: person to to lunch with you there. Come see us.
0: Bring a homeless that,
1: person to lunch. Take them off the bench and bring them in for a meal with us. Tell them tell them we got some sports talk going on, some longhorn talk.
0: I don't know if the folks at Harwood Tavern are gonna love a bunch <laughs> of homeless guys running into their place. I got I to gotta call uh, Joe, the GM there, and see if...
1: Ask see him, if, do we bring two or three in? Why not?
0: Oh, my God. But yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. This Friday, 2 to 5 p.m., the Red River Roundtable. We might stick around a little bit longer, too, and just uh, hang out there. But we will be there on Friday. And then on Saturday, we'll be on the fairgrounds, baby. Oh, yeah, boots on the ground at the Old Mill Inn, right by Big Tex. That's that guy, by his right? left
1: leg, I believe.
0: Right around with his left leg or so. Uh, I think it's by his third leg, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man, Pretty close to Big techs, though. And, yeah, we'll be there from 8 to 1030. So, like, we're not going to be way out of the way. You're not going to have to go to the, the edge of the fair, like somewhere that's a 20-minute walk away from the Cotton Bowl to go see us. Now we're going to be right there by the stadium, by Big tech's Saturday morning. Two hours. Will- Two and a half hours. Two and a half. We're stretching it, baby. We're working overtime. It's the biggest game of the year. Come on now. So uh, Red River Roundtable and hopefully a former player or two are going to stop by as well for the pregame show on Saturday. But yeah, come uh, if you're making your way to Dallas or if you're already in Dallas, make sure you uh, come see us and get ready for the game. And then DJ asks... Or he says, I'll subscribe to the Patreon if the price after tax is $469. It's close, DJ. It's actually $690. So great minds think I've got the $69 in there, but $6.90 a month is the cost for the Patreon. Once again, that gets you access to giveaways that other people won't have access to. And that also gets you some exclusive content and a few other perks as well. Some of these big wave- giveaways. How about maybe a Possibly a, a night nice stay out at the Horseshoe Bay Resort, maybe. Oh,
1: that for a giveaway. Is that what we're doing? Oh, Buck will get that done. We can wow. get that done.
0: Yeah, we're working on we're working on the folks at Horseshoe Bay, too, seeing if uh, we can get them on board as a, a great partner here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. All right, Buck, before we uh, get back into football, how about a little baseball conversation, shall we? For- did,
1: you, did you say okay. baseball, my friend? You know, if you mention the word baseball, you know the figurine comes. He comes out of the drawer. He opens up the drawer all by himself. I don't have to pull the drawer open. This guy is so capable of getting around. This little tiny man right here, he opens up the drawer, and he pops right on my desk because he knows you're going to mention the word baseball. And if the word baseball is mentioned, that means the captain has to show up.
2: And you know who the captain
1: is, don't you? The biracial beauty number two. Derek Jeter. There no, we
0: go. I remember watching a lot of Derek Jeter games, but I don't remember any of the broadcasters calling him the biracial beauty.
1: Well, they missed out of their opportunity. Come on. I don't
0: know if that's a real nickname for him. <laughs> uh, how did the Yankees do yesterday? Uh, they were golfing with me
4: <laughs> in a
0: different part of the world. What, did you see uh, Mariano Rivera out there yesterday? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I saw their manager out there. He was a caddy for sure. Wow.
0: He's not getting fired. Just keep Aaron Boone forever, man, and keep uh, Cashman as the GM, too. You guys are doing great up there.
1: I love where I can get the Yankees talking no matter what, even during the playoffs when they're not even in the playoffs. You know why? Because they have 27 world championships. Not one, not two, not three, not none, Rangers. They have 27 world championships. They should always be talked
0: about when the word baseball is mentioned. Yeah, well, you make sure that they are. So, <laughs> thank you for your service, Buck. Hey, how about the Texas Rangers? What a way to open up their 2023 postseason—the first playoff game for the jurors since 2016—and they go into Tampa and take Game One of that best-of-three wild card series, four to nothing, the final score. A uh, couple sure. of big, couple of big stories: Jordan Montgomery, the Rangers pitcher, seven scoreless innings in his Rangers postseason debut. He was magnificent, man. Made an incredible diving catch on a punt attempt. uh, So he was playing good defense, too. But he was grooving last night. And, look, you know, when, when the Rangers acquired a couple of pieces at the trade deadline, everybody was talking about Max Scherzer, right? Like, oh, Max Scherzer. The Rangers got Max Scherzer. And it's understandable. That guy's a future Hall of Famer. But the Rangers went out there and also got Jordan Montgomery, And he's been really solid. He was maybe the best Ranger starter down the stretch in the regular season. He got the ball in game one, and he absolutely delivered. So, shout out to Montgomery, man. One of the best playoff debuts as a pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. Like He was really, really good. I felt
1: good about him yesterday. I don't feel good from this point on, but I felt good about that kid getting out there and playing. Let's not forget what the Rangers started out with this year. Jacob DeCrap, you know. (laughs) Hey. Jacob to hurt Jacob, the injury. I mean, yeah. really, I yeah. mean, this team's come a long way. This is a big deal. I mean, that team could have had a huge letdown throughout the whole season. That guy was supposed to be a special, special piece to what the Rangers were going to do. They never had him and they probably never will, by the way. So yeah. go ahead and pass him off to somebody else. that will take that kind of salary. Even after his 27th arm surgery, somebody will pick him up because he just gets paid that dude. He He doesn't pitch. He just gets paid. Now when he pitches, He's really good, but when does he ever pitch?
0: Yeah, no kidding. I think he made six starts for the Rangers this year, but, yeah, he missed the majority of the season, and that's been DeGrom's biggest issue over the course of his career. Everybody knows how good he is, but everybody also knows how hurt he seemingly always is. So, yeah, Montgomery was awesome, seven scoreless innings for the Rangers. Uh, The Rays basically gave the Rangers this game, like four airs. By the Rays. There was also a run that scored on a wild pitch. I can't remember if they called it a wild pitch or a past ball, but just defensive miscue after defensive miscue after defensive miscue for Tampa Bay yesterday. Uh, a couple of unearned runs that the Rangers were able to uh, score and they find the 4 nothing win. So, hey, you take it, man. In the playoffs, pitching and defense is important. The yeah. Rangers had it working yesterday. The Rays did not have it working and, yesterday. And what you don't
1: expect from the, the Rays is th- those kind of errors what you do expect from the Rangers is that they put the ball in play. They, yep. they, they, put, they put the bat on the ball, and they keep it in play. They make you have to make those plays. But that's a lot of errors for the Rays. They generally don't do that. They're really pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I think it's the most errors in a playoff game in Tampa Bay Rays history. So the Rangers get the win. And then game two today, if the Rangers win this one, they are moving on to the ALDS to take on the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, and the good news for the Rangers, they beat the Rays' best pitcher and now the Rangers have their best pitcher going today. It's Nathan Avaldi going up against Zach Eflin, who's very good for Tampa as well. But, uh, yeah, now you take game one in these best of threes. That's huge. That is huge. So we'll see. If the Rangers have two chances to win one. Obviously, this thing's not over. Tampa Bay's a great team. They won 99 games this year. They're playing at their home ballpark. I'm not sure if you saw this, Buck. There were... Only nineteen thousand people at this game yesterday in Tampa.
1: We're not going to yank that that group. When are they going to yank that team from from
0: Tampa? Well, they just announced that they're uh, building a new stadium within the next couple of years. That apparently is easier to get to. Well, oh, make it tra- these-
1: make it for eight
0: thousand so they pack it all the time. <laughs> you know. 19, 19, people for a playoff game. It's the smallest playoff crowd in a non COVID year since 1919. Yikes oh, now it, it doesn't help that the game was played at uh no no I didn't say 1819, dude. I said oh, okay. 1919. 19, okay. Yeah. The yeah smallest crowd in over a hundred years for an MLB playoff game. Uh the game was at three o'clock local time, which is obviously not ideal, but still that nap is time. Freaking nap time
1: in Tampa. That's nap yeah. time for the olds. Can't be doing that at that time of the day. You got to wait till the evening. Just are you a nap going... guy? I'm not a nap guy anymore. No, ever since doing this, I'm not a nap guy. I'm just, I just now I don't take naps. I I go to sleep. So if I if I just put my head down now, unless there's golf on, then I become a nap guy. You know, I just, but I like to. I, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep for an hour, hour and a half. I don't take a nap. Naps are like twenty minutes. You know, they tell me naps are good for your Fifteen minutes, twenty minute slots the hell am I gonna do that's only gonna make me mad
0: right you know I can't do the power nap bit no people no. swear by those too I'll just close my what? eyes for 10 minutes and I'm good I'm rejuvenated it's like what no, you I'm just get more tired yeah that's right it's like the alarm I'm goes pissed. off shit I just I, didn't, I barely closed my eyes I'm already <laughs> getting up? That's
1: right. no I need a good I, nothing no no nap my nap is an hour or more I don't do mm. 15 minutes I'll oh, take a quick half hour nap what are you crazy I'll be pissed when I wake up.
0: I'm with you on that. Real quick rundown of the other three MLB playoff games yesterday. How about the Minnesota Twins? Astros fans obviously keeping a close eye on this series because the winner of the Twins and the Blue Jays will play the Astros in the DS starting this weekend. The Twins got their first playoff win since 2004, Buck. Not their first, like, playoff series win. Not their first championship. The first playoff game win Minnesota since 2004 Carlos Correa who was big for the twins yesterday was 10 years old the twins had lost 18 straight playoff games 13 of them to your Yankees by the way and they don't finally were... don't make
1: me bring out the little man again now come you on already
0: did do you need to do it again How <laughs> no, about this? so it was uh it was October 5th 2004 the last time the twins won a playoff game The number one movie in the country was Shark Tale. I don't know if you remember that one.
1: Oh, that's a pixel movie or
0: something. Yeah, something like that. Pixel? Yeah, there were pixels, I guess, on the screen. Pixar. Will Will Smith was in that one. I don't know if he was smacking around Chris Rock there. (laughs) Uh, Goodies by Sierra and Petey Pablo was the number one song in the country. And CSI no. was the number one television program in the wow, country. Wow, that is old. Uh, on the day the Twins last won a postseason game, Dick Cheney and John Edwards were having a vice presidential debate. Gasoline was one ninety three a gallon, and Sports Illustrated declared the Minnesota Golden Gophers as the Big Ten's newest power in college football. They
1: were a power at one at one time, at least. Because they're not a power any longer in Big Ten football. I don't even think they were a power in 2004. I don't either. I, don't I really I don't. Know. Know. Somebody what?
0: just made that up. I don't know what SI was talking about there. So the Twins get the win. Their one went away from moving on to play the Astros. That'd be cool—a Carlos Correa reunion in Houston for that one. Uh, the D backs the six seed in the NL, they beat the Brewers six to three. They were down three nothing. They came back and won. And then the Phillies looking pretty good. Over the Marlins, four to one, the final score in game one of that series. So, all game twos today. Obviously, four teams with a chance to move on, four teams trying to stave off elimination in Major League Baseball.
1: And you don't feel like Tampa's going to give one back to the Rangers today, do you?
0: Oh, I feel like Tampa's going to win these next two games. Wow. Nice win, losers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's how Rangers fans have to feel, right? Like, they, they, they just always the best pitcher they have. Come on. I know, man. I, I've got uh, Rangers fan PTSD. You know, I've got UTSD with the Longhorns. I've got whatever it is for the Rangers, uh, which is what usually happens to them in the playoffs. So we'll see. The Rangers are good, and they're in the driver's seat right now. We'll see if they could find a way to get, it's done.
1: Well, keep your SD going because you may have it when the Dallas Cowboys play the San Francisco 49ers. You've uh, seen this play out before, too.
0: Yeah, I don't feel great about that one. Um, I feel great about the Cowboys. Like, even if the Cowboys lose on Sunday night, I still think this is an 11 to 12 win football team. And they are You'll one of the best You'll see them
1: at teams. the
0: end again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first of two. Matchups we get between these two teams and obviously the way the last couple of playoffs have gone it, it feels like we might be uh set for an inevitable round three this time around but yeah this will be a great test i mean san francisco for my money has been the best team in football through the first That's what month. jerry
1: jones said yesterday on the fan and that's what he said he said they are the best team he said but they're gonna have to go through us and i'm like okay jerry they're the best team they've already gone through you n- numerous times
0: yeah what do you mean they're gonna have to go twice through us? They'll have to go through. No, the Cowboys are going to have to go through the 49ers. It's the other way around. Yes. And if Jerry's saying San Francisco is the best team in the NFL, maybe I need to change my mind because I don't like agreeing with that guy.
1: Well, agree with him because right now they they truly are. But I'm still not backing away from the Cowboys. I'm really not. I I think this is going to be a really, really good football game. I think you'll see the best of the Cowboys this week. This is – Dak has to shine. This is – here's his opportunity right now. He's been the guy that in this football game really hasn't really, really stood out. He stood out in the wrong way. He needs to stand out in the positive way and they better stop Christian McCaffrey. They better, you're talking about a team that struggles against a real good running team where they're going to see a lot of it this week. I got to believe.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you're San Francisco, you absolutely try to run the ball against this Cowboys front. Now the Cowboys defense with a big time bounce back performance uh, a couple of days ago and that blowout win against the Patriots. But I think uh, San Francisco is going to try to do what Arizona did a few weeks ago and the Cowboys only lost of the season. And, yeah, James Conner had a huge day running the football. Christian McCaffrey's twice, maybe three times as good as James Conner. Hell, he's in the MVP conversation with what he's done through these first Mm -hmm. four games. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns last week for McCaffrey. So, yeah, look, the Cowboys did a good job defensively against San Francisco last year. Yeah, Really, in both playoff games, they've done solid jobs defensively against the 49ers no it was two different quarterbacks uh obviously Christian McCaffrey was not a part of the game a couple of years ago so different personnel on San Francisco but uh yeah the issue has been Dak and the Cowboys offense like that's a big part of the reason why Kellen Moore lost his job in the offseason was because the Cowboys offense couldn't figure out San Francisco so now it's Mike McCarthy in there uh obviously Dak Prescott's got to be better because he really really struggled Uh, in that one in San Francisco in the divisional round last year. So, yeah, big game for Dak to try to shut some more people up. You know, people talk more trash about Dak Prescott than any other player in the NFL. Heavy is the head that wears the star. That's what I always say. That's just how life is when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. But he's got a chance. I know it's a regular season game, and – what happens in January will matter more than what happens in early October. No, this
1: one will matter here. You this know one that will matter.
0: Yeah, Sunday night football. Like everyone's going to be watching this game. You're talking about one of the best rivalries in sports. You're talking about four and zero versus three and one. Two yep. heavyweights, two legit Super Bowl contenders. Like people are going to be locked into this game, watching to see if Dak Prescott can be different than what he was in the last two games against the Niners. If he does, he'll shut some people up. People will give him more love. If it looks the same then, well, it'll be more of the same criticisms coming down on Dak.
1: Qu- crazy question for you, BK. You're the owner of Jerry Jones. Mike McCarthy comes into you. I'm now the offensive coordinator and head coach. I need a pay raise. Do you think Mike McCarthy got a pay raise when they lost their offensive coordinator? Or does, does Jerry Jones say, hey, you're just lucky to have a job?
0: Yeah, I hope I it mean, was. I mean, does, does
1: Mike McCarthy's agent go in and say, listen, he's not just a head – he's the play caller. He needs a $300,000 bump. In salary half a million dollars bump if you're the know. agent if you're the agent you go in there right i guess come on come on agent
0: guy i don't know if you're the agent aren't you a little scared that jerry's gonna be like are you kidding me you're asking for a raise right now
1: i'm the offensive coordinator now too i gotta call these plays i have a lot of pressure on me mm-hmm. i know i'm the head coach i know you gave me that gig and i make a lot of money but i'm not. i can't work for you for the same amount right your agent is going there to talk to Jerry Jones this year. He had to have a bump in Maybe. order to be the play caller.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, look, Jerry Jones throws money around. So, yeah, if you're smart, you probably do ask Jerry for more money at every single turn. But I don't know. I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy is coming
1: and ask you that after the, the last couple of years. Right No, What'd I would have say? been like,
0: take less money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you give us some of that money to watch your teams play football. You know, really? Uh, Zeke, Zeke is the center. That yeah. that's. If if I'm Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy's agent is coming in this offseason, asking me go to go back to that? Here's what I'm doing. I am pulling up a video on my phone. Or, hell, I'm putting it on the Jumbotron at AT&T Stadium, and I'm showing that last play call against the Niners where Zeke Elliott was the freaking center with the season on the line. And, look, it was a long shot. The Cowboys had to go score a touchdown. But it was a shot. 70 yards out. But, yeah, instead of a Hail Mary like most teams do – Or a pitchy, pitchy woo woo, as Scott Van Pelt will call it. They freaking snap the football with Zeke Elliott. And he gets blown up. And you're asking for a freaking raise? Come on. Yes. And yes.
1: And then Jerry yesterday saying that San Francisco is the best team in football, but they've got to go through us. Yeah. And it sounds like he was saying twice, but I'm like, Jerry, don't let your team even think that they're, you know, they're not the best team. Because I think they're right there. Yes, I believe they're right there with the 49ers. And this is going to be, this is one Dak wants on his shoulders where he's going to get
0: it on his shoulders this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big one on Sunday night football. Yeah. They have to score. They
1: have to score in the scoring zone. They, you know, they get in that red zone. They have to score points now this week.
0: Some great football. Yeah. In the state of Texas, right? Obviously, Texas OU Saturday, that Cowboys Niners game on Sunday. And then, hey, the Texans too. I'll give them some love. I mean, that's, you know, that's a noon game in Atlanta. It's two and two versus two and two. The eyes of the nation will not be on Mercedes Benz Stadium for that one. No. But uh, if you're a Texans fan, man, you, that, that's like must-see TV. Like, I was down there the last couple of years, and it felt like a lot of folks were finding reasons not to watch the Texans. Like, can I, can I do something on Sunday, please, so I don't have to watch this team? Hey, I've got tickets. Do you want them? I'll give them to you for free. I don't want to go to the freaking game. And now it's like ah, C.J. Stroud is kind of appointment television right now, man. Yes, he is.
1: Nobody's giving away tickets for that group now. They're going to see what this quarterback and truly what this defense is about. You know, their defensive-minded head coach, he's getting it done on defense, too. The stars and the – you know, Will Anderson's playing pretty good football now. People are starting to say, maybe we're pretty good. We're pretty happy. We got Will Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, look, if if the
0: Texans have a good season and they don't have a super high draft pick, then that trade's going to look really good like yes. like I don't think anyone doubts Will Anderson's going to be a great player in this league. It's just what you gave up to get him. Like mean, if the Texans, you know, we're going to go three and fourteen this season, then it's like, well, congrats, you just gave up the number two pick in the draft to Arizona, and that could have been your pick if you didn't make right. that trade. But if the Texans, I don't know if they win six, seven, eight games, and the draft pick falls out of the top five, out of the top ten. Then yeah, that's you got Will Anderson basically for a first round pick, and you weren't going to get Will Anderson or a player like Will Anderson with pick nine or ten or twelve, whatever. Just, uh, just
1: keep Stroud upright, keep him healthy. You know, He's going to continue to develop to be exactly what the
0: the Texans needed. You've got your rookie of the year matchup this weekend. It's CJ Stroud against Bijan. Like, that's it. Texans, Falcons, those are your one-two right now right? for rookie of the year. I think C.J. Stroud's clearly number one. Just yes. like quarterbacks usually get nods for those awards, but he deserves it. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in football. Forget just for rookies. Like, he's doing some things that
1: – Yeah, he um, ought to have a great game against this Falcons defense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so too. So, that'll be fun, man. It's a, a great football weekend we have on tap involving the Texas teams. And, oh, I forgot to mention, your mark you against Waco High. Come on, man. How does McLean, he want that thing to go? the high school stadium in Waco Wow Tech at Baylor. He locked into that one?
1: Baylor made quite the comeback last week. he did. Texas Tech are obviously should be in about their we're getting close to their third quarterback by now, so hmm. you know they'll go through four years, so I see the Baylor Bears coming coming through with another win back to back wins. oh for Baylor. Down at Waco
0: High, yes. Somebody check on Brett Yormark. Make sure he's okay. He'll be there. He's got to come for that one, doesn't he? Yeah, those are his two favorite teams, right? Oh, he yeah. Go, he won't go to Texas OU. He's too chicken for that. But he'll go to Waco for what sub-500 Tech against sub-500 Baylor. Should be a doozy.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: All right. Before we get back into Texas OU, let's uh, give some love to a few more sponsors. Hey, Brain Vault. And Dr. Eckert, we've talked about them some, but now they're officially a part of the team at Texas Sports Unfiltered. I love the folks at
1: uh, Greg Eckert's office, as a matter of fact. They do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. And these beauties right here, see these veneers right here? I, those done in just two visits, folks, and you can have that done too. Now, they do extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, tooth loss solution. And if you're interested in dental implants, find out if you're a candidate for dental implants. Not as costly, obviously, as getting these babies that I have in this Denzel smile. But dental implants, Dr. Eckert's doing plenty of those right now and at a great price. Find out if you're a candidate by giving them a call at 512-345-3166. And folks, you're going to love Dr. Greg Eckert. If you have dental anxiety, which means you're scared to go to the dentist, I had that because I had a temporary filling in my mouth for 14 years. I would not go to the dentist because I was horrified of the dentist. One visit to Dr. Eckert sitting in his waiting room for only a couple minutes and then going back to the good doctor and him going, dude, that's a temporary, that is, that's cement in your mouth. They don't do that any longer. <laughs> How long have you had it? Uh, just 14 years, Doc. He said, we're going to fix that up, Buck. And we did just that. I felt good. I had no more dental anxiety going in to see Dr. Eckert. And folks, he'll make it just that simple. He'll give you that great smile. He'll give you the smile that you want. And only two visits, it must be. IV sedation. If you have to have IV sedation. There are people that go to just get a cleaning that need IV sedation. That's how horrified they are at the dentist. You're not going to need IV sedation. But if it's necessary to get your teeth clean or get your teeth fixed, Dr. Eckert will give you just that. As I said, give him a call today at 512-345-3166. He is absolutely the very best. There are, there are great dentists around, but there's nobody better than Dr. Greg Eckert. Once again, give him a call at 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. He needs to be your dentist also.
0: I need that IV sedation at home.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> you don't just get the IV sedation at home just because you want to be nice and relaxed watching your Dallas Cowboys. That's what you mean. You may need IV sedation for that game this weekend for sure. Yes,
0: absolutely. Shout out to uh, Doc U and uh, Brain Vault as well. We'll talk absolutely. about them moving forward. And also, shout out to Great Blue Heron Furniture. Oh, yeah, the buck brought it up earlier. The doggo sitting on the couch in the top right part of your screen. That is a great Blue Heron furniture piece, and it is gorgeous, and everything they create is gorgeous. We're talking about the most stylish, the most comfortable, the most well-built furniture that you can possibly find. If you are looking for a high-quality piece, something that's going to turn heads, someone walks into your home, and they're like, oh, man, what what is this? Great Blue Heron furniture. For your home, for your vacation home, whatever, this is the place you need to check out. And there's a link in the video description below. If you're watching on YouTube, just click that link. It's going to take you directly to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection right there at Great Blue Heron Furniture. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. That's right, 15% off the highest quality furniture that you can find telling you the lead manufacturer for this company is a great friend of mine his kids they're they're watching they're commenting they are the best i will swear by this company and the quality of work that they do fantastic people but more importantly you care about the furniture we're talking about the nicest furniture that you can find just click that link in the description below and see for yourself great blue heron furniture dot com
1: and say hello to our friends over at Covert uh, B Caves. We love those folks over there, and they're sending us in two automobiles up to Dallas. We will be we will be in the spotlight as we drive up, uh, and thanks to the Covert family out there. They've been doing it since 1909, Covert family selling cars and trucks in Central Texas. And, folks, they have an unbelievable facility out here in beautiful B Cave, USA, America, Buicks, GMC. How about this Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And while you're out there, do say hello to Stacy and Mike, and the whole crew. For more information, go to covertbcave.com and find out about the weekly sales, not the monthly sales or the half a year or quarter year sales. They have weekly sales out there at covert bcave. There's also a covert in Hutto, and you're going to find covert Ford and Chevy out there and also covert Lincoln and Ford in Austin. And nobody beats that covert deal. Not now,
0: not ever. No, sir. How about this? We've announced this on social media, but we have not announced this on the show this morning. Coming up at eleven o'clock today, the legendary Lifetime Longhorn, Earl Campbell, will be a guest on Hanging with Harch. Very nice. How about that. That's right. Earl Campbell. That Earl Campbell. Texas legend. Love you blue. The Tyler Rose. That's all of the above. You know, the guy the field is named after. Yeah, he's going to be a guest on Texas Sports Unfiltered with Mike Harge at 11 o'clock today. So, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your enemies as well. Keep spreading the word about what we do here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. In the last week and a half, we have had Ricky Williams, we've had Derek Johnson twice, and we have had Earl Campbell on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Who Who else is doing that? Nobody that you can hear. Nobody at all, whether you can hear them or can't hear them. Nobody is doing that. So we need y'all to keep telling your friends, man. There are Longhorn fans out there who don't know we exist, and they're being robbed of great content. And it's your fault. I'm not blaming you people for not telling your friends. Yeah,
1: blame them. Put the blame on them, BK. Put it on them. It's on you. you. That's why you people are doing this. Hey, Come on
0: If you want to be a bad friend to your friends and not tell them about us, then okay, that's that's fine. That's on it doesn't you. Make any, doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. Now I'm trying to be a good person. Now I'm failing, but I'm trying to be a good person <laughs> by telling everyone I know about Texas sports unfiltered. Y'all keep spreading the word. Now nah, we we appreciate you guys who uh, who have followed along and who have been with us from day one. And some of you who have just joined us, seriously, we can't thank you enough, but uh, seriously, I will continue to ask until I'm blue in the face, please spread the word, let the people know about what we've got going on. Cause we, we think we've got something special going on here and uh, we just want more people to know about us. Uh, we can make this community a little bit bigger. We're working on getting some merch as well. Some hats and some shirts talked about koozies. We might have those ready to give out to y'all in Dallas this weekend. Uh, we uh, we want to really build this thing, man. So all of you TSUs out there, we thank you for uh, your support. But yeah, let's uh, let's keep building this thing, shall yeah, we? You
1: guys, you guys keep coming. The sponsors just keep coming in. We get a couple calls a day about how do we join? How do we become a part of this? And it's pretty simple. It really, really is. And we'll give you everything that you deserve and all in a good way, except for yep. WAGs, maybe. <laughs> but that's right yeah, Wags actually, is a wild card. yeah there's a wild card in there somewhere yeah. <laughs> there always there always is no, there's no, always no. a wild card but you got to have that wild card in there Absolutely. and boy I'm going to miss Wags I know he's got some things he's got to take care of back home but boy I'd love to have him up you know we've I, we've had some incredible trips to the Dallas Fort Worth area for this particular game I've been a part of you know being at the Hotel Baghdad and and everything else but We are going to be at the Sheridan right there in Arlington, which will be an awful lot of fun. It'll be our home away from home. We expect to be there in December also, by the way, for the championship game that we can walk just up to Jerry's World from the Arlington Sheridan. So we expect to be there, and we expect you to be there. We expect the Texas Longhorns to be playing in the championship game, not just playing in a championship game, but winning the championship on their way out of the Big 12. Say goodbye, Big 12.
0: Bye-bye. Amen. Yes, yeah, say yeah, goodbye. Blow a kiss to Brett Yormark, who's gonna be at home with COVID on December second. He
1: won't be- show up for that. He has to show up to no. hand the trophy to Sark.
0: Not that if it's Texas, not if it's Texas and OU. They're gonna get the deputy commissioner, like the Mark Tatum of the Big Twelve. Not yeah. that dude. It's going but to we're be the, the guy spread the
1: message for the boss the last time. The boss doesn't like us.
0: Or or they'll just get the uh, the sponsor, right? Who is it? Dr. Pepper, who sponsors the Big Twelve title game. It could it be. or just be like, here, Dr. The pepper. Beef jerky,
1: jerky folks or whoever that was. Yeah. Oh, what old trapper beef old tra- jerky. The old trapper dude will come <laughs> out and hand out the trophy. Uh, isn't, come that on, the, man. isn't that the West Virginia Mountaineer? Isn't that the same guy? <laughs> They're the same dude. They're on the same scholarship. Uh, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your mark's going to chicken out of that deal. That guy is softer than Charmin, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> the old
1: trapper dude with the trophy in hand that will be great. God.
0: All right. Let's, uh, let's get back into this game, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, oh Stark, Stark was asked about the difference between this OU defense versus last year's OU defense. Look, Texas had no problems with anything. Oklahoma last year, the game was 49 to nothing. They scored at will. The, Oklahoma couldn't move the ball, but it, is worth repeating that this is a very different Oklahoma bunch that's making their way to Dallas on Saturday. Here's Sark talking about the difference between the OU defense this year versus last. Playing
3: really well together. Um, You know, coach Venables, he been doing it too long at too high of a level to think they weren't going to, you know, get that thing fixed. I said it last year that they would. And so uh, naturally they have, I think they're just playing well together. You know, a lot of guys on the, on the same accord, uh, the front tied together with the backers tied together with the secondary, the multiplicity of what they do is very challenging. They've got a lot of defense, they got a lot of coverages, they got a lot of pressure packages. So um, you know it's it's definitely challenging on that front, especially when when they're all on the same accord um, and and working well together. So um, like I said, we, we've got a, we've got our work cut out for us offensively this week in preparation for the ball game.
1: They've got really good linebackers, BK. They've got one of the leading tacklers. He may be one of the leading tackers in the country last year. He was all over the place. Uh, They have no depth at linebacker, though. That's the problem. Those guys will get worn out. I know that the weather's supposed to be really – I mean, it's supposed to be like 70 degrees at kickoff. That's it. So it won't be – high temperatures won't be in Dallas this week at all. So it's going to be great football weather, but they still are going to get worn out. Their their guys, their depth behind the linebackers, that's a problem for them. And if this run game is going by Texas – that will eat those dudes up. But they've got skilled tacklers in that line. That, those first couple guys are really skilled players. But, dude,
0: they can't go a whole football game against this, uh, this offensive front. They just can't do it. Well, they've got a kid at linebacker by the name of Danny Stutzman yes. who is playing at an All-American level. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's Teddy Lehman reincarnated, but this guy is a special Special player. He had 17 tackles in Oklahoma's win against SMU in week two. Uh, He's got, let me pull this up, 49 tackles through five games, leading Oklahoma. Their number two tackler has 22 tackles. So this guy has more than twice as many tackles as anybody else on the Oklahoma defense. This dude is everywhere. He wears number 28. You're not going to need me to tell you that because on the first play, he's probably going to be making a tackle. Sure. This guy is an all American caliber player. He is everywhere. I think he's got an interception. He's got a couple of forced fumbles. Like this dude is ridiculously good. So and he's,
1: he's built like a secondary guy. He looks like a strong safety at the linebacker area. So he can run and he flows to the football and he will stick it up in there, but he can stick it up in there all day long if he's going to go with Jonathan Brooks. If they're going to go bone on bone, it's going to be a fun, fun day. I think he'll get worn out, and if they have to go to the backup, if he has to miss a couple no, series,
0: he ain't missing series. Dude. No, he this, this I, is I not the guy in the
1: game. I always see him in there.
0: Yeah, and th- this guy, I mean, he's he's got speed, but I, don't, you know, he's six four two forty. So I, I don't know too many safeties like this guy is. Is he's got linebacker size? He does have some safety speed. Like he's yes. he, he's a problem. He is a problem. So. Um, he's going to be everywhere I don't know if you can neutralize Danny Stutzman He's just that good I heard Gabe Eichert, the former Oklahoma and NFL offensive lineman He was on with Chip and Zay yesterday And he was just heaping non-stop praise on Danny Stutzman He also said he's a weird kid But I think most linebackers are weird Yeah, right? them and like Yeah, to be a great linebacker, you've got to be kind of weird or you have to be a murderer like Ray Lewis. Those are the two (laughs) qualifications to go into being a great linebacker. But, like, that that's the guy right there. Like, that guy is a special talent. And OU's got some good players at all three levels. And Stark was right with what he said. Like, Brent Venables got clowned on a lot last year, and and he deserved it. Like, it was the worst Oklahoma football season since John Blake in the late 90s, like – it was bad, and and I know year ones are tough. Any Texas fan can tell you that year ones are sometimes tough. But uh, you know Oklahoma coaches usually find a way to be better in year one than what Brent Venables was able to do. And this was a team that started three and zero last year. They were number six in the country, and then they ended up losing what seven of their last ten games. They completely fell apart. But you figured with just Venables defensively in particular, I think for some the jury is still out about how good of a head coach he is. But Ain't no doubt about how great of a defensive mind this guy is. You figured if anything would improve from last year to this year with Oklahoma, it would be that defense. And it does look like those Oklahoma players know the system better and they're just executing at a much higher level than they did last year.
1: Yeah, but I'm still expecting They've gotten better in the secondary, but I'm expecting Texas, the Texas Longhorns to throw, be able to throw the ball against that secondary still. I think there's too many talented players. On, 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 this, on this offensive group here with the wide receivers, that they need to take advantage. If Texas can hold up and be able to pass the ball without having their quarterback running for his life, and especially with that linebacker, the linebacker's coming, BK. He's going he's to vacate that area. Now that they don't not, now that you're not have a tight end roaming down the middle of the field, but that also gives A.D. Mitchell an opportunity to have the middle of the field to himself. They're going to bring the linebackers close to the line of scrimmage, especially because of this run game. But if you get past that that group, now you're into their secondary with your run game. Plus, I think they're susceptible to A.D. Mitchell in the middle of the field. You know, and and Quinn Ewers likes him a lot. And now without the, the possibility of the tight end playing, I think you're going to see A.D. Mitchell in the middle of the field an awful lot. And maybe Jordan, maybe Jordan Whittington has his game. <sighs> I wouldn't count on it, but because it hasn't happened yet, but – without you're going to have to do something without your tight end playing in the middle of the field this year this week
0: yeah if he can't go no word on jatavion sanders just yet we'll hear from steve sarkeesian tomorrow and he'll provide an update on jt sanders my guess is the update is going to be a nothing burger right like yeah, gamesmanship going on where Sark just doesn't want to let oklahoma know whether or not jt sanders is playing um i can understand that i wouldn't either i wouldn't say that word either way yeah, I don't know if we'll actually get any tangible info from Sark tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, J.T. Sanders is a huge difference maker because I don't know if Oklahoma has anybody who could cover that guy. I don't know how many teams in college football have somebody who can cover that guy. So, uh, yeah, man, Jordan Whittington, we talked a little bit about him yesterday. Yep. I hope this is it, right? Like, if there is a Jordan Whittington game, it's going to be this weekend, especially if J.T. Sanders can't play. Uh, has he's not had
1: good games. Against, he's had good games against Oklahoma. Yep. Jordan Whittington has had very good games against the Sooners, I believe.
0: I think so. I think so. And you rely on your experience in games like this. And Jordan Whittington has played in a few of these Texas OU games before, and he's had success in these games in the past. So uh, this could be the day. I mean, Whittington has been a little disappointing. He's done some things well. He's been a very good blocker on the outside. But, you know, you're talking about a guy who's playing for money right now because this is his last year and you figured yeah. okay if he has a really good season then he's going to be an NFL player and maybe he still is but he's got 12 catches through five games so far now Texas fans aren't complaining too much because uh, Worthy and Mitchell and Sanders have been great and this team's five and zero, and the passing offense has been clicking but yeah like Whittington at some point you'd like to think he's going to have a breakout game And maybe this is the one you hope the uh, the senior could step up and make some things happen.
1: Yeah, because I believe his breakout game was against Oklahoma where he had about eight catches in the Oklahoma game. I don't know if it was last year. Well, hell, everybody had eight catches last year. forty nine nothing. So I think it was the year before that, that, you know, he was healthy enough to stay in this game that he had his kind of breakout game. So uh, hopefully this will be it. This will be the one when I say breakout. I mean, eight catches, BK, not five, not four, not six. I need eight or more. Dude, it's, it's just, it, I know that's asking a lot for a guy who's only got 12 total for the season.
0: So I mean, I'm just saying, like, it would feel like a five-catch game is a breakout game for Jordan Winnington. True, right you're right. Now, like, I mean, the most most catches he has in a game this season is four. That was against Rice. Since then, three against Bama, one versus Wyoming, two at Baylor, two against Kansas. So it just, doesn't seem, it just
1: doesn't seem right for a senior, you know, of his his, yeah. his abilities to only have that many catches.
0: Yeah, last year against Oklahoma, five catches for ninety-seven yards for Jordan Winnington. Two years ago, only three for thirty-five. And then back in twenty twenty, he had ten for sixty-five. So yeah, he's played pretty well against Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, all, all things considered. Hasn't scored a touchdown against the Sooners yet. Wouldn't hate seeing that uh, this weekend. But yeah, just just it's just weird. Um, that that he has just been such a small part of this offense this year, but I wonder, I wonder if this is the game we sure. see. I don't think Oklahoma has a ton of depth at cornerback. Woody Washington is a really, really solid player for them. Their secondary's gotten better. Uh, Peyton Bowen, the true freshman, has gotten better every week. Billy Bowman, a guy Texas fans, of course, remember pretty well, has turned into a really, really solid player on that back line. So. They're still not dudes. good enough. They're not good enough to hang with this group. I don't think so, man. Like it's it's just it's so hard to gauge because Oklahoma just they they haven't played anybody anything close to Texas. Now I will say this SMU's offense is decent. Yeah, they and, throw the ball. And they do throw the ball pretty well. And Oklahoma was able to hold them to eleven. Now that was a close game for most of it. Uh that was mainly because Oklahoma's offense kind of got stuck in the mud a little bit. But like to this point, that's probably the best offensive team that. OU has played, and they did a really, really good job against the Ponies uh, back in the second week of the season. But it's Yeah, because
1: we know what Cincinnati's offense was like with their quarterback.
0: Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. Like Emory Jones shouldn't be a college quarterback, and we think Quinn Ewers is an NFL quarterback. So right. it's just so hard to gauge exactly what to make of, of these Oklahoma numbers. But if you watch them play versus what they did last year, even against some of the weaker teams that they sure. played in 2022, you could tell that uh, there's a lot of changes that have been made with that side of the football, with OU, yeah, I'm, yeah, and, uh,
1: and and this and and they will be they will be totally different. Once again, you get beat forty nine to zero in this rivalry. The next year, there's going to be something a little bit different about your attitude when you're playing this football game. Yep. So that's another year under the you know with the head coach. It's another year with his group, another year with his staff. They will be much more improved than what you saw last year.
0: Yeah, well, let's hear one more from Sark, and we'll we'll hear from Brent Venables tomorrow. I'm going to cut up the uh, Venables. He press will notes. have something to say, won't he? Yeah, he's still guzzling that fire hose or whatever. <laughs> that comment he made at Big Twelve Media Days before last season. Oh yeah, talking about gagging on some dude's fire hose or something. <laughs> so what? What are you? What are you talking about here? Come on, man! I couldn't quite figure that one out, but here's Sark talking about more changes between this year's Oklahoma team and last year's Oklahoma.
3: Team. I mean, we're, we're going to get their best version, right? Um, you know, Dylan is a fantastic player. He's, he's a great player at UCF. It's a great player now, obviously for OU. So um, we know we're going to get the best version of him. Um, we know with the influx that they have on defense, their, their defense is playing at a really high level right now. And, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure, you know, that they're talking about last year's game too. So we're going to get uh, an emotional team coming into the Cotton Bowl that we're going to have to compete against. And so, um, you know, we, we just have to recognize that and then we have to play good football at the end of the day. You know, it's, emotion's great and it only runs for so long. But, but if you rely on just emotion to try to match emotion, sooner or later you can exhaust yourself and it's going to come down to execution. So we just got to make sure we're dialed in.
1: Yeah, he's right. It does. It'll come down to executing what you've been practicing and what you've been preparing yourself for. You know, the emotions will – that stuff will run out, and you've got to be careful that you're not so emotionally involved that now you start to forget about the other stuff and the execution part of it. You're just, you're just trying to run, you know, for your first quarter, your first half on emotions because you get in the locker room, then you forget about the execution part of it, and then you end up with a shitty game plan and a shitty bunch of players out there. What you don't want, you want everybody focused – with a high high intensity, you know, not high emotions, high intensity of what you have to do, but you also have to work your game plan. And you have to execute those plays. And that 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 is throughout the football game. The execution lasts for four to four quarters, BK. The emotion runs pretty quickly. That'll that stuff all starts all of a sudden gets drained. But you will have you will be lathered up. You'll be so excited because the temperature will make you feel that way. You know, you don't have to go out there and it's 104 degrees. You're gonna feel good as a player. Your body's going to feel good in that temperature at 11 o'clock in the morning. You're going to feel like you felt in some of your high school days. Dude, it's been a hard, hot summer, and you get to a game like this, you should be flying all around the football because you got to expect the opposing team to be flying to the ball too now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know they will. You know they will be. This is a fast group that Texas is going up against. and Yeah, man, controlling your emotions. It's big, right, playing with emotion but not playing emotional – Right. I like something that Sark said. We played the cut earlier today, but he said starve your distractions, feed your focus like you just got to be locked in for this game man. you got to be locked in for every game. Of course, every coach will tell you that. But uh, this game's just a little bit different, man.
1: man. This is the most distracting game that you'll play a year. If you're at the University of Texas, this is the most distracting game. As I said, I've been in those I've been in that hotel lobby before this game with mom and, and uncles and aunts and your girlfriend and everybody they know when they get a chance to, you know, they know when they get a chance to sit at the hotel because they're not far away from you and you've got 15 minutes, that's the most distracting, 15 minutes of answering questions to your family and you'd rather be upstairs in the room preparing for the game, but you can't. You have to be able to focus and do both. You have to show your maturity and they've they've been on the road. So you've had games where, you know, you've had family that have traveled to, to Tuscaloosa. You had family down in Waco. But this one up in the Metroplex area, a lot of players from the Metroplex, a lot of families will be in that hotel. Wanted oh, yeah. to know, did you take care of Jimmy Joe over there and Betty Sue or whoever? You know, we need an extra ticket. Do you think you can get one from somebody? I mean, and as a player, you're like, oh, no, please. This, I got this game tomorrow, but I got to take care of my mom. I got to take care of my family. You know, I'm not going back with the team. We don't play next week. Hey, coach, you think I can go back? This is where the coaches are going. Coach, he wants to go home with his family. He'll be back on Monday. This is where I mean there have been coaches that are saying, Nope, you got to come back with us.
0: Yep. You got to get uh, on the
1: bus just like everybody else and come back. But they're also, you know, you know, you've got some freshmen that are traveling here that for their first time, you want to let them go back to see their, you know, they haven't seen their parents in a while. Go back, you got to be back here on Monday. I don't know how you're getting back. If they're flying you back or whatever, you got to get back in time for that, that team meeting on Monday or Tuesday. It's a very distracting week. It is. Whether you're number three in the nation or you're not even in the top 25, this can be very distracting.
0: This is when you turn your phone off on Friday, right? Like you, you take care of all the family stuff that you need to take care of early in the week, and then you just ignore and eliminate all distractions. Easier said than done. I don't know how many kids are actually going to do this because I know how addicted we all are to our phones nowadays.
1: Did you say the kids turn there, they need to turn their phones off? That ain't happening. Well, oh. that that's not there. That's,
0: that's eliminating distractions. That's well, that's, you don't get a lot, lot of stuff you, you should do, right? Like whatever not, it takes.
1: Bijan Robinson. Well, he can turn his phone off. There's not a lot. It's that's hard to do. That's that. Yeah, it's distracting, but that's hard. There's not a lot of kids that have that kind of discipline to do that.
0: No, now, that, phone,
1: that phone is going to be ringing and ringing and buzzing and text messaging back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Do that's, not disturb. Come on. Put it on. You can do both. We'll see. You know what? You got NIL deals. You're making money. You're not just the normal kid. You can do both. You can handle that pressure. You just got to know when the time is, when it's got to go. Like you said, it's got to go off. You, you've got to focus on the football part of it. Yeah. But coaches want you focusing on the football part of it 24-7. They don't want you to have any distractions. They don't want that. But they have to understand that's just a part of life. That's the way college football is. That's the way college sports is,
0: period. Definitely. Hey, Barry Sorrell is in the chat this morning. That's the father of Baron Sorrell. What's going on? Yeah, Mr. Sorrell, Sorrell, your kid's playing well. Yes, he is. The assessment of the Oklahoma offensive line. Look, that that group is usually very, very good. Yes. This is not the best offensive line that Oklahoma has ever had. It's Uh, not the best running game either. No, 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 no. Um, It's a good group. They've been able to keep Dylan Gabriel uprights. This year, he's had a lot of time to throw the football. The receivers have had enough time to get open. The biggest issue with Oklahoma's offensive line, and really the biggest issue with Oklahoma's team this year, is their inability to run the football that effectively. So you think of Texas's defensive front and the push that they've been able to get against the run through these first five games. Hell, they had their way with Alabama, and that loaded offensive line. You feel pretty good about that matchup right there, the Texas run defense going up against the Oklahoma uh, rushing offense oh you has been better in pass pro we'll see though texas is obviously they've got some dudes including baron sorrell who have been pretty good off the edge getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks if you're able to do that against dylan gabriel then this is going to be a win for texas yeah, they
1: want to keep your they want to keep your eyes moving they don't want you focused on what you need to do they'll they'll have motion they'll still be in motion it's still you know very similar and let me tell you this if they haven't run the counter They've run the counter against Texas before. Oh yeah. They weren't successful at it last year, but the years before that, you've seen the same plays run. If they have success in the run game, they'll run it more than one time. They'll run it numerous times. And if you don't stop it, they'll keep running it at you. We've seen that happen to Texas before in this in this particular game. They like misdirection. They like to move your, the Texas athletes around a little bit. So you got to have that eye disc one again this week.
0: Well, Texas did a good job of that last week against Kansas. Now the task was made easier yeah. because Jalen Daniels didn't suit up for the Jayhawks. But still, Kansas' offense has a lot of that pre-snap motion, a lot of the post-snap motion, misdirection, things that uh, are made to confuse your defense in Texas.
1: And teams really- have had success against Texas in the early in those early series with the run game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have. And look, Texas, they've given up too many big plays this year. That's like the one knock on this defense right now. It's been one of the best in college football, but uh, even against Kansas, right, they gave up that huge option touchdown. KU you got a little bit of fortune with that fumble bouncing right to Daniel Highshaw, who did the rest of the work. But, well,
1: they gave up a 26-yard run on the first play.
0: Yeah, they gave up that. Well, look, even on the fumble, like every Texas fan is like, oh, that was lucky. I mean, Jason Bean had already run it for like 40 yards. So right. even if he just got tackled there, and held on to the football, then that's still an explosive play that you gave up on the ground. And then, yeah, obviously that passing play to Wilson where Keaton Crawford got turned around a little bit. The Alabama game, there were a couple of explosive plays. Uh, Against Baylor, there were one or two explosive plays. Like, it it happens. And Oklahoma's got enough talent on offense to where uh, there's going to be zero explosive plays by them this weekend. But that's been the sort of one issue for this Texas defense. And if you have defensive breakdowns against Dylan Gabriel – He's going to make you pay. Like, he he's the guy that I have the least questions about with Oklahoma. Maybe yeah. he and Stutzman, right? Like, because, once again, Oklahoma, the level of competition, we've talked about that a ton. Everybody's talked about that. But they Dylan play well in all the games. Dylan Gabriel's not – like, this is not his first year of being good. Like, he was really good at UCF, and he, he was good at times last year. Like, I know that guy is a good football player. You have he's to one hit the,
1: that guy. You're going to have to hit him.
0: Yeah, like, he he's a problem, so I don't have – I don't have too many doubts about that guy. So if you have secondary breakdowns or right. if you give him all day to throw the football or worse, both, then he's good enough to pick you apart and he's good enough to put up 30, 40 points against your defense. So if you're not locked in defensively and you are having those miscommunications, especially on the Oklahoma side of the field, then it, it could cause some agree, problems and, and this could get into a shootout, which I you know, I feel good about Texas's offense in a shootout if we need to get into one, but I don't think that's what Stark and company are looking for.
1: No, they don't want to see wide receivers going through your secondary wide open because you haven't got to the quarterback, you haven't put pressure on the quarterback, or he breaks containment outside and he's running down the field for 15 and 20 yard gains. You don't want that, but no. you do have to hit him. You have to remember this: you're very seldom going to see a slide from this kid. He's going to want to go bone to bone with your secondary guys. So when you when you come up to hit him, you got to make him pay for not sliding. He wants to show that he's a tough guy because he's going to come up talking about how tough he is once you tackle him no matter what. If you grab him by the legs and bring him down and not make a solid hit on him, he's going to come up talking smack to you. So if you get a chance to hit him, I mean, go ahead and hit him. Make him pay for running the football.
0: Yeah, Gabriel's numbers this year, 75% completion percentage, almost 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, also has four rushing touchdowns as well. I mean, Quinn Ewers' numbers are pretty gaudy. But, uh, you know, Gabriel against worse competition uh, has been putting up better numbers this year. So uh, we'll see. All right. Let's uh, give some love to some of our sponsors. How about a recorded spot from our friends at AV Consultations?
4: Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Old man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations has been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants the incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop, watch a game with your friends.
0: And make love to whoever the hell you want.
4: Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid.
1: Folks, I'm going to tell you about uh, our friends at Relax the Back also. I will be taking my road chair up <clears throat> to Dallas starting tomorrow. Got a new road chair from Relax the Back. and I want to thank those folks because they know that I need, definitely need some back support. I had thoracic back surgery reconstruction. And, folks, if you're having problems with your shoulders, your neck, your thoracic, your lumbar area, I would suggest go over to Relax the Back and check out what they are doing right now. They embrace a holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle. And my back can't be healthier, and your back will feel the same way. Heal and recover, work smart, sleep, reimagine, and live pain free at Relax the Back. They've got two stores one at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain free like the Buck with Relax the Back. I've got the road chair. Can't wait to sit in it, buddy. Oh, the road chair. What does that mean? It's a roadie. You take it on the road. It's like, you know, it's like a cushion. Oh, it's 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 lightweight. It's not like the one that you moved from my upstairs to my downstairs. It's lightweight.
0: You're Mm going to love it. Absolutely love that. You're going to take out the seat in the car and put that in there.
1: I'm going to do it. No, no, no. It fits. It's it's got the plastic wheels. It's a lightweight material. You're not going to have to worry about the big leather seat
0: ah okay i thought i thought you were talking about like something you put on the car seat and you No, dude no no first seat we got to get you one of those
1: shows to do we have to entertain the people and i need to be comfortable i can't be moaning and groaning and every time i turn going uh uh, oh no i'm gonna be relaxed brother it's gonna feel good and i'm going to be at my i'm gonna be at peak performance thanks to relax the back
0: please don't ever make those sounds again. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. Don't right. have to
1: say peak performance again either. Don't do. Yeah. that.
0: All right, Al Cowling's. We'll uh. We'll see you with your black gloves riding <laughs> up to <laughs> to Dallas this weekend. Hey, shout out to Jack Allen's Kitchen, man. Love this place. Love, love, love this place. They serve up comfort food with a Texas twist seven days a week, five. Jack Allen's Kitchen locations all throughout Central Texas. You got Austin. You got Round Rock. You've got Cedar Park. Of course, the one by us down south in the Oak Hill area right there off 71. This stuff is ridiculous, man. I mean, the, the experience is awesome. The service there is spectacular. They've got the full bar. They've got TV so you can watch the games. But the food is to die for. The chicken fried New York strip is ridiculous. The uh, mole verde shrimp tacos are awesome. The smoked barbacoa quesadilla is really good. And Of course, they start you off with that house-made pimento cheese yes, stuff is dangerously good so go see jack allen's kitchen Uh, of course they've got salt traders coastal cooking as well our buddy jack gilmore runs a great show at both of those fine restaurants i'm telling you man top-notch service but incredible food that's the real reason you go to a restaurant Uh, they've got you at jack allen's kitchen they've got you at salt traders Telling you, man, great food can be found at both of those spots. You're going to enjoy every single time you go in there. And also a shout out to Altstad Beer. Got to give those guys some love because they've got it at Jack Allen's kitchen. If you're trying yes, to down do. that great food, oh the burgers too at Jack. I'm hungry already. If you're trying to down a great burger at Jack Allen's kitchen with a great beer, you need Aldstead beer. If you're making your way up to Dallas, well, good news. The bars, the restaurants throughout Central Texas, throughout the state of Texas, they've got Altstadt beer, and uh, this stuff is the best And telling you. It is liquid gold. They've got a bunch of different brews, including the Altstadt Oktoberfest. That's right. The seasonal is back. Tis the season for Altstadt Oktoberfest. I saw this on tap. Where was I? Oh, at Hate City Store yesterday. They already had the Oktoberfest Very on nice. tap. This stuff is legit, man. I'm telling you, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers you have been drinking in the past. It's stat beer. No impurities. No regrets. Once again, to all our sponsors,
1: thank you so very much for for joining us for sure. I'll be at Verde's tonight having a dinner. That's right. One of our game sponsors. You know, I'll be at Verde's there right there at Hamilton Pool Come Road. On. Looking for that chicken, zucchini. How about chicken breast stuffed with zucchini, mushrooms, and cheese? That'll be on the menu for me tonight.
0: Mm. You you, what about uh, no eggplant you're trying to stuff somewhere No 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 I'm no 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 I'm leaving I'm leaving that
1: the purple zucchini at the house I'm having my regular zucchini over at Verde's
0: tonight yes There everybody.
2: you go now you're All, right.
0: All right how about this uh man we've been lied to Buck. again again remember how McDonald's told us that the McRib was going on a farewell tour in 2022 and it was never coming back.
1: Oh, it's got it. uh, Well, I never believed that anyway. I thought the the McRib is
0: forever. That's a forever thing every year, at least once a year. Well, you were right. The McRib is now sponsored by George Strait because it lied about its farewell tour. George (laughs) Strait does that better than anybody. How many retirement concerts has that guy had over the years? a great bit it has worked for him and McDonald's is doing the same thing after giving the McRib a farewell tour in 2022 they have announced that the McRib will be coming back for a limited time of course in November according to a McDonald's rep well they released a statement quote it turns out not everyone was ready to say goodbye to the McRib and quote so the McRib is back that gorgeous one pressed before. pork sauce I don't like the McCartilage what? sandwich.
1: I have never had a McCartilage sandwich.
0: No, I've not
1: cartilage? had cartilage. It. It's the McRib. You're getting, you're it's getting the McC- rib. It's cartilage. It's the stuff in between the ribs. It's not really rib. I mean, does it crunch yeah, like a rib? You're not eating the just... bone. You're trying is to eat the bone, bone in there or at the
0: actual rib?
1: Well, you know, well I don't want no. the cartilage. I don't eat – I've never had one before. How good can it truly be? Is it a delicacy? But... Are you – are you into the McRib sandwich? Oh, of course you are.
0: I'm a fan. It's not my favorite thing at McDonald's. like, But I'll, I'll get it once a year when it's there. I only eat
1: the fish there during le- the lentil okay. season.
0: So you yes. cannot call anybody out for eating the McRib when you're eating the fillet of fish at McDonald's <laughs> regularly.
1: It's called a filet of fish, and it's fresh cod, daily cod. That's Where are they getting there?
0: the cod from
1: in Austin, dude? They ship it from the coast, that fresh, salty, warm cod that they bring in. It's not from Alaska. I'm not saying it's from Kachikan or Juneau, Alaska, but they probably ship it in some somewhere like maybe Boston, maybe Boston, maybe New Hampshire, maybe no. even Maine. It's probably not coming from the coast of Texas. Fresh warm cod, but I'm buying that. No, filet of fish is a delicacy. During the Lentil season, every Friday I have my filet of fish, French fries. That's right. It's very similar to the, the delicacy at Wendy's called their chili, the Wendy's chili. Filet, filet nuts. Now, dude,
0: I cannot believe you eat the filet of fish, man. That is gross. It doesn't even deserve to be called a filet. What are you doing? Getting fish at a fast food restaurant? Come on. It's fresh cod. What
1: are you kidding me? Why is it fresh if it's coming from Boston? Come on, man. You gotta try it. You have never tried the fillet of fish, have you? I've never tried the mcrib. We'll make that switch. Oh. That mcrib has gotta be nasty. All right. I mean, really.
0: I'm in. Fine. I'm in. I'm like, I am not a food snob at all, except with seafood. Like I am a seafood snob. Oh, man. I
1: am too. I'm very careful. So yep. I've I've had the fillet of tilapia. <laughs> so it's it's been okay so far. I'm not going to be like that that lady running down the aisle at the Delta in the plane. (laughs) I'm not trying that McRib and then having the McShits. That's not going to happen. No, thank you.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's that's a good plan. The problem is we do our show in the morning, so we'll have to do this on one of the other shows. Maybe we'll pop on, but you will have to try the McRib Uh, live on camera, and I will have to try the McFish shit or whatever it's called. (laughs) From McDonald's, the McTarpon, the, the fake fish cartilage, whatever <laughs> no. that is, dude, gross. Like salt salt traders all do. There are very few places away oh, from the absolutely. coast that I will eat seafood. But like, man, I've been spoiled because my, my folks live in Galveston, right there on the Gulf, and like, I'll I'll go with my old man and we'll catch it, cook, and that's like that's that's as fresh as it gets. That ain't coming from Boston. That's coming from like ten minutes away from my parents' house, and then we're eating it. So that's that's what I'm used to. And you're gonna make me go eat the Boston cod with all that tea that was dumped in there that one time.
1: Right from FedEx trucks, right from Boston. It, it's delivered daily to McDonald's all over the world. Not, not just the North. I I'm down with that anytime. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to just have that as as anytime I go to McDonald's, that with the French fries, the filet of fish, not even during the lentil season, but now. I just do it during Lent. I'm, I'm a little skeptical of it, too. Just a wee bit skeptical. But at that time, I can do it every Friday.
0: That's Better than mix. Mrs.
1: Paul's fish sticks, that's for sure.
0: Who's Mrs. Mrs. Paul? Mrs.
1: Paul's? Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. We used to have that as a kid during Lent when we had fish Fridays. Uh,
2: the fish here. sticks, you
1: just stuff them in the oven and bring them right back out.
0: Yeah, uh, just store-bought stuff? Oh, I love them. Love Mrs. Paul's. You like fish sticks, huh? Not any longer. What are you, a gay fish? <laughs> no, I don't. You I ever don't. heard that one? That's the old South Park one. Oh, of course, yes, yeah, that is great. Oh man, balls. So Mc, McRib is coming back in November. November? The, uh,
1: why do they November. do this during the holidays? Why there there are wonderful meals about to happen? There's Thanksgiving coming up. There's Xmas. There's everything. Why do we have to do? Why do the people have to try to inundate us with something like the mig, the McRibbage? You know. The mid cartilage. I mean, really.
0: Thanksgiving's not till the end of the month, man. Like, there's twenty-something days before you get to that turkey. You got to eat those days too. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got to go to my Starbucks. Can't get a regular coffee. It's
1: got to be what is it? McSpice spice or Oktoberfest latte or whatever's in all that stuff. Yeah. Oh the on, cafe. Oh my goodness.
0: Just be careful. <laughs> oh, oh no. Don't be, don't be getting into any arguments with those fast food workers. Watch your arm, watch your arm
1: oh, reaching back under my folds, bring out my piece. <laughs> you don't like what? Here I'll give you some fries all right. Yeah Bang. You're throwing
0: you're throwing fries at me. Boom yeah. And then the other employees yeah. just like I'm getting I'm out I'm out, out of here. here. Is that lady um, in
1: jail yet? Is she back on probation?
0: I think she's out, man. She's working at a uh, Wendy's or jack- of the box near you. God. That's why I'm not going to Jack in the Box.
1: That's why I only have certain fast food places like Hat Creek Burger that I attend. There Those are go. the places I go for my fast food. Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, I got away from Mickey D's because I, I actually ate a Big Mac once. Oh, my goodness. You didn't like it? No, I didn't like it. What? I don't, I don't like special sauce. I don't, I don't like sesame seed buns. I don't like any of that stuff. I want a burger, not a... I'm not a Big Mac fan. No, you like a McDonald's cheeseburger. You just
0: don't like the no, Big Mac. I don't. I
1: don't eat. eat I don't eat anything from McDonald's what? except for know, the fish. You, you know, know what I eat? The fish, and you know what else I eat? The little
0: ice cream. What is it? The McFlurry? Yeah. The, okay. The ice and cream machine me me never not, works. It never works. That's not even ice cream. Oh, it's oh, it's authentic ice cream. It just never works because the machine's always broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially the one you live in down in that area. That place at McDonald's where you live right now. That machine is always busted.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, my McFlurry success rate. I think I ask for one every single time I go, and I probably get one one out of fifty times.
1: I agree. Oh no, you're you're not at the McDonald's capital down there in Oak Hill any longer. That place that used to be my that used to be my go-to place originally, but then they stopped. I I'd go for McFlurry, and they're like, "Oh, machine's not working." I'm like, "When the hell is the machine ever working here?"
0: Never, 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 never. All right, we're about that's done. That's true here.
1: ice cream. That's real ice cream,
0: by the way. Oh, of course it is. They use Bluebell, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Woods Comfort Systems. If something's wrong with your AC, make sure you hit up the folks at Woods Comfort Systems. They will take care of you. WoodsComfortSystems.com is their website. Uh, some love to Olipop as well. Yeah. I know we mentioned them in passing earlier, but come on, man. This is great tasting soda that's good for you. Uh, try it. Pick it up at Target. Whole Foods, H-E-B, Walmart, Costco, wherever you get your groceries, get you some Olipop. and also Texas Orthopedics. Many shout thanks out to them. Yes. And a big
1: shout-out, of course, Chris Danny and Christopher Stockton. You know they'll be up at the big game this week, as a matter of fact. It's spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and if you don't need surgery, they try everything they can not to give you surgery. But if you're going to get it, these are the experts for sure. They're Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas, for information. Go to
0: TXOrtho.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. A reminder, in one hour, legendary lifetime Longhorn Earl Campbell will join Hanging with Harge.
4: Nice. Wait for that,
0: But don't go anywhere. You don't have to leave and come back because coming up no. right now, we've got a little chaos theory with our guys Rodney and Wags. What's up,
2: boys?
4: Hey, fellas. How are you all doing this? You're morning?
0: fantastic. Rodney, NASCAR coming
1: back
2: 2024. boogity, boogity. Boogity. Dude, oh, yeah. let, me tell you, let, let me tell you something. It's going to be even better because it's going to be, and again, I'm not reporting this, but I've been told this from some insiders. You're going to have the, the, I think it's the third week in March. You'll have the race at Coda. You'll yeah. have the Echo Park Grand Prix. And then the following week you have Texas Motor Speedway. So it's going to kind of be a double dip right there. So uh, again, that's to be confirmed. That's to be confirmed, but uh, you'll we'll be the it right first
1: here. to let the folks know for sure. But you know what? We'll be there back in the spring again. Moto GP, the ladies in the
2: the leathers on the bikes. Yeah, they're coming back again. Bucky, Bucky. I've got breaking news on that today as well. You know who Mark Marquez is, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a superstar. Okay. Honda is letting him out of the last year of his contract so he can go to Ducati. How about that? Very nice. Change he's already a star he's already a winner oh, i mean a superstar yeah, 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 right he's the man i mean he he's he's like the lewis or lewis hamilton or max verstappen of MotoGP, dude well it's, it used uh, to be lewis hamilton back hey, in the day I, i'm i want to do the McRib thing with you because i love that thing man <laughs> i what are we started? what have we done I, what are you doing eating that that's that's cartilage. That's not like that. There's there's not like a real bone in there, and you no, you know you suck no, the meat off the bone, it's, right? It's processed meat, my man. Oh. And, and it is so good because then they put onions and all that stuff on there, you know, with a sesame seed, you know, kind of sourdough looking bun and all that shit. It is so good, Bucky. And and let me tell you something about your filet of fish. Yeah, filet of fish that you're getting that you're yeah. getting at McDonald's around here. That's probably something that people have caught in some stock tank out in Yorktown, no, Texas. No, it's York, not. we out in <laughs> Delivered in, from Maine, dude, or Dale, Texas. UPS, UPS from Maine. Maine, yeah, fresh yeah. Maine. Yeah, yeah. Main <laughs> Street downtown in a small town in Texas, my friend. Main Street, <laughs> the Main Street Reservoir. Wow. <laughs> All right, fellas, oh, we'll, be, we'll be we'll be tuned morning. in. Y'all I'm have going. a great show. Apparently, that's the chaos, and we're the theory here today. So. <laughs>